listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Oh yes, I love her like Egyptian. Want a description? My royal highness. So many pluses when I bust this. There could be no minus. Went from yelling crickets and crows and bitches and hoes and queen things. Over the years, I've been up on my toes and yes, I seen those things, things like Kilroy, Chill Boy. Cause them folks like think you soft talking like that. Man, fuck them niggas. I'm going off it coming right back. Like boomerangs when you throw them with these old ghetto poems. Bank at this better form when they can let them throw them. That when they can let their thumbs down from hitchhiking and biting niggas to the tip of their collar. This these lyrics are wrong as fuck. <laughs> it's when they can let their thumbs down from hitchhiking and <laughs> inviting niggas until they temple. They put they put uh, throw them. They said when you can let they throw them down from hitchhiking and biting biting niggas until the temple. That doesn't make sense. Who are we biting? inviting niggas into the tip of they call they body now everybody got it had it talked about it amongst their friends coming around my crew looking jazzy wanna pretend like you miss good at faux shoes or even bow knew that you got poked like acupuncture they put caught that doesn't make sense even ah! bow knew that you got caught even bow knew that you got poked like acupuncture patients that you don't get acupuncture patients <laughs> don't get caught what they get caught doing <sighs> they get caught with them needles even Bo knew that you got poked like acupuncture patients because our nation is a boat straight sinking i hate thinking that these are future mamas of our chilling they fucking a different nigga every time they get the feeling too i wanted to go that extra kilo me to just to see my senorita get her pillow on my side of the bed where no good ever stayed they put no good ever stayed <laughs> where no good ever stayed house and doctor was a game we used to play but now it's real jazzy bell hey welcome to the blackout Tips podcast your host rod and karen this is trash man i can't believe they fucked up these lyrics these fucking white people man they don't be knowing what we talking about especially Mm-mm. from the south Mm-mm. we speak english like everybody else there ain't another language what are we talking about here where no good ever stayed anyway we are live on a saturday with your feedback this is the show where once a week we take all the things that you had to say back to us and we respond to them mm-hmm. there's a bunch of ways to be heard uh you can leave voicemails uh seven oh four five five seven zero one eight six even though i just realized i forgot to check to see if y'all left any um ah! keep them two minutes or less or else we uh you will get cut off by the voicemail you can um also do stuff like vote in the polls at our website the black guy who com. you can leave comments on our website under each post we'll make sure to read those the my favorite way for you guys to do it is to leave us five star reviews or itunes or stitcher you leave us five star review we read it on the air as long as it's nice and it's we all have a good time that's what we came here for anyway um and you can also email us the black guy who tips at gmail.com once again thanks to everybody that took the time out to do that um the official weapon of the show is the taser and the unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme and today is a day where we got some five star reviews to read mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but before we can even talk about that I got to give a props to all the people that gave us some money, okay? Play me, Kurt. Play me some songs. I dedicate this song to recession, depression, and unemployment. They all here under Trump. This song is for you. Today's a new day. That's right. New day and where's my box? And new money. By the way, I just realized as soon as I said that my box for <laughs> Yahoo closed and I couldn't find the donations. All right, here's the people that gave money. Adam S. Thank you so much, Adam. 
yvonne m thank you yvonne yes jason j we appreciate you katie g thank you so much annie p we appreciate you annie yes we do tom w thank you rita macy appreciate you the homie bomani jones catch him at high noon on uh espn uh miss hathaway thank you so much laura e appreciate you nicholas z we thank you renate m appreciate you we do olivia from chicago thank you so much pete b appreciate you chandra b appreciate you no relation to each other just happen to both have last names and star with b that's it um david s david from brooklyn thank you um uh, somebody told me what their real name was but i forgot what it was on twitter so i'm gonna just say black film press comics again uh i think that was the person oh no maybe it was early days of photography either way i forgot to write down what your real name is which is on me and i'm sorry um laura f thank you um and that's the last one thank you so much everybody took time out to donate we appreciate y'all all the truth is it's so hard to look up when you look down. Show sure and hate to see you give up now. You look so much better when you smile. Smile for me. Can you just smile for me? Whatever you're in right now. Smile for me. Can you just smile? I wonder if this is what Trump listening to. You know what He's like, I just got to smile through this. Mm-mm. All Mm-mm. these indictments, these niggas turning Mm-mm. like the bitches they are. I bet he be in there calling people all kinds of names. Uh, uh, all kinds of motherfuckers and everything <laughs> else. Yeah, punk ass bitches. <laughs> this bitch ass nigga out here snitching. Mm-hmm. All right. We got five star reviews on iTunes. Uh, let's read those abc judo says bruh five stars that robert glaspin for straws episode was hilarious i tried to listen to it at the office but i was crying so hard i had to pack my stuff up and call it a day (laughs) (laughs) you guys are the best thanks for getting me through my day one question though how come you haven't covered the story about the white girl from south carolina trying to get out of a ticket by saying i'm a thoroughbred clean white girl she tried to keep it real it really went it went really wrong stay up rod karen rod karen from dre i'm gonna be honest dog i have the article say okay i no i I keep um there is so much racist shit happening you can't keep i can't keep up you understand the invention it's like constantly hot on the presses yeah the invention of the cell phone has really changed our podcast because now if some like it could be something that really wouldn't be news like no no offense to the shit to the people that's happening to the people that's happened to mm-hmm. but it really be like a black man wanted to buy some nikes but then the footlocker ref called the police on him right and now back in the day that wouldn't have made it to the news because it's like yeah well 
he said she said or you know yes i mean i guess it's not that big a deal but now with these fucking cell phones we get them on camera and you see the dude being like nigga those are size 10 and a half and i won't get them and and then get your ass out of here before i grab the whip and beat you right and now it's viral and so now it's instead of us getting like a couple of racist things happening every day that we can talk about we're getting like 10 racist fucking things every day like it's yes there's no way to keep up so some of this shit uh it, it either isn't that important or we just don't get to that segment of the show every day right so i have dog if something racist happens i have it you understand i have it a lot of shit be new to me i ain't even gonna lie some i know if it's big big enough a lot of i'll be like who what so trust it's just a matter of time if we ever get to it i can't even imagine what the fuck them i can't even imagine what the archive of our fucking what black people looks like at this point i mm-hmm. it must go back hundreds and hundreds of articles it probably does prop oh go ahead probably does but we slowly i don't think we'll ever catch up no we won't ever catch up but we probably cover some and they'll be old yeah i mean it is what it is man mm-hmm. you know and some of the stuff i just honestly man it's a hard uh fucking with black people is a hard segment because it's a fine line between like some depressing ass like ain't nothing funny about this right it's gonna drain the whole show and then like the funny shit that we can laugh at where we're like racism is so ridiculous you know so sometimes you know that segment is like it'll feel weird to be like this white girl said i'm a thoroughbred white woman and then the next article is and this black man got strangled by the police in front of his children it's like come uh, on fuck with fuck with black people just ought to be like nobody knows the trouble we seen yeah it's a very um it's a very uh haphazard segment come on but i'm pretty sure i got the uh the white woman talking about being a um some some a thoroughbred white woman i'm sure i got that somewhere like a horse yeah she's like oh yeah here it is i'm a white girl i'm a white clean girl drunk driver tries to talk her way out of jail cops say so yeah i, I got it you know i also got the smith college girl who was just reading and the someone said she looked out of place so they called the cops like i got it all baby i got like if you pick a number it's it's in here some racism is in here all right um let's go back to these five star reviews thank you for that um we got one from prof b thinking who says because y'all deserve five stars and then it says as a message that is all thank Thank you you. that's all we need uh we have somebody who i can't see it says five stars uh but you can't see the title i guess it's an emoji it says brick chris three and it says great podcast five stars thank, thank you. you you ain't gotta be long y'all listen i love these these are my fave rod and queen karen are everything says bambaloo who says five stars obviously i love you both rod and karen i cannot thank you enough for the blackout tips it gives me three things that i always need but absolutely require in a 45 era world laughter sanity and unapologetic blackness i can't wait to meet you in charlotte keep doing your thing hey you gonna come on out to the live show i know i know man i'm looking forward to it we got less than 30 days y'all mm-hmm. i can't wait man and then it's right before my birthday too mm-hmm. so big things are coming for the end of the year um and i guess now is the time to, to we can kind of start talking about it but uh if you're in california we're gonna be in california at the end of october we are so i'll give you the details and stuff when i can narrow it down to exactly when and where to see us but mm-hmm. uh, or if it is a thing that, that everybody can see us i don't know but right. we are gonna be in california which is i know wild. my first time in california i feel like uh i want to play the biggest song I'm going back to cali i ain't never been but i'm going back 
right right just going going back back to cali cali um so uh but yeah so big things happen for the end of the year um <clears throat> all thanks to lebron's hairline five stars by brienne <laughs> brienne who says years ago i was introduced to bromani jones when he did this funny video about lebron james hairline wu-tang one of the funniest things 18 year old me had ever watched i started following bo on twitter and i caught on the show to evening jones listen religiously i turn i tuned in weekly to catch bo's insights but i also find myself thinking i hope that guy rod calls in again rod was so funny i thought to myself he should have his own show too and what do you know he did (laughs) (laughs) it's amazing to me that i've been listening to this show since i was in college and it evolved into me regularly listening to other podcasts like the mtr network the hot five star and the hot five starters for years so thank you Rod and Karen for always being my source of news and thoughtful insight and thank you LeBron James for holding on to that hairline longer than Laura Hill fans waiting for the concert to start (laughs) (laughs) P.S. there isn't a single Game of Thrones Walking Dead recap anywhere near as good as Rod and Karen and guests someone needs to give y'all a post episode show like the Talking Dead man we would kill that shit bro I'm saying we are so much listen not to brag to our own horn too much but dog our recap shows be so much more fire than these other shows Mm -hmm. we so funny we make it good even if your show is shitty we make it good because we got we're determined (laughs) to have we love it right well we're determined to have have a a good good time time. right so i'm not gonna like make you make me have a bad time you know so it's still gonna be funny because we're funny but i i really do sometimes i'll listen to another recap or something i'm like these people ain't having no fun these jokes is boring as fuck Mm -hmm. it's the same shit that you could get it from any other like everybody else is talking about this shit the same exact way Mm -hmm. you gotta add some flavor to it man you gotta make it unique you gotta make it yours and more importantly man you gotta have fun with it and you know it's not a job it's it's fun so but thank you and i can't wait for game of thrones to come back next year because it's gonna be the finale but it's gonna be a lot of killing i know yeah i'm ready for winter to come man i winter normally come winter normally would have been game if they would have run in their regular ass schedule uh but since they decide to push it back it's like i'm sad because i'm like ah damn because as you post on social media particularly facebook facebook could be like hey this happened a year ago I'm like oh mm-hmm. yeah game of thrones is on this i heard it's only gonna be like six or eight episodes too so it's gonna probably just be killing after killing i am here for it mm-hmm. uh it's like my family walanda for life says five stars this show is great i feel like i'm hanging out with family very informative i learned something new with every episode thank you mm-hmm. thank you can't stop won't stop says damien k five stars i'm telling everyone i can about this podcast it's so good so salient so timely and so smart rod and karen kill it every day i can't believe how much quality content they put out it's amazing and they are cop this thank you thank you so i'm talking about cop this if you out here reading these reviews like should i be listening to this yes yes this one's from pimp is great like tony tiger and it says karen's laugh five stars oh i feel like karen and tiffany haddish would have the most bomb conversations with non-stop lies if y'all got her for a guest right you're dope too both both of y'all make my hour right Uh, you know i get it i'm not the star both of y'all make my hours at work pass by uh thanks for uh thanks to both of y'all being amazing show is amazing thank you thank you baby yeah i I mean we could pull tiffany haddish as a guest it would be fun as fuck i know that Mm -hmm. i could feel it in my soul i just you know what i was thinking the other day man i really want tiffany haddish and leslie jones to have a comedy movie together 
where they're enemies for for like most of the movie but then they have to come together to to be the bigger enemy at the end of the movie that would that would actually be really right like that shit could be fun and good that would be fun because they need to be somewhere like playing off each other like and so i was spitballing this on my facebook page people had different ideas and stuff and somebody was like oh like that movie uh dodgeball which i I fucking love that movie Mm -hmm. that ben stiller movie dodgeball i was like yo dodgeball too but just a black ass like cast you know what i'm saying oh that shit would be greatness and then bring you know niggas love them some dodgeball right like another like nothing but like funny black women and shit is like most of the cast and mm-hmm. then you know it'd be like um, all women's dodgeball too right like wanda sykes and shit like that and then like maybe the big bad that they have to take down is um um what's my um oh, hold on what was my man's name um why am i drawing a blank on uh, walton goggins walton goggins could be like who they gotta take down um that people might not know him he's from like vice principals vice mm-hmm. principal lee um, oh he the best right nigga yes like, oh he's so over the fucking top yes that would be a ridiculously funny raunchy type of comedy that i would love to see um but it's like hollywood never cast it like that they always cast like one black woman or it's like you know like both of the black women on the same team but it's not you know uh the, like that's not the point of it you know what i'm saying i kind of yeah, want to yeah, see they them. don't write when when they think of this shit and stuff like that they whitewash everything just naturally uh but if it's something that uh we would do yes i i think that that would be fucking hilarious and they're both so good at physical comedy right so they could do that and then walton goggins be cooning so good like he could be like super racist or some shit or whatever and then and then they get together and be like we gotta take him down they got they got to take his dodgeball league down right (laughs) yes anyway i'm just saying all right um back to the five star reviews um that was very random the vero peak says uh love riding can five stars keep doing what you're doing tbgwt thank you and we shall thank you and the last one is operation goat greatest of all time running 76 says hello guys i'm a bit behind on episodes and i noticed your low on reviews in episode 1738 black brunch and blurts uh thank you guys for another great episode explain the various nuances of being a blurred too soft yet cuddly and possibly delicious sheep love the sheep jokes i was waiting for the don't get food again drops then i realized i was being a selfish podcast listener and realized just enjoy the show top notch show again (laughs) rod and karen cheers running 76 yeah sometimes i forget to play them (laughs) and then like sometimes i think at that time i wanted to play those drops uh you know me so well i wanted to play those drops but um i didn't have spotify open i was like oh shit so we just had to do the jokes without the <laughs> we drops. just had to riff without the music sorry guys um <laughs> all right we had comments on episodes on the show let me get to those first of all i think i forgot to read these comments okay um oh 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 uh, before we move on thank you for all the five star reviews we i y'all make my day y'all just don't realize how much y'all make my day with these reviews they mean the world to us y'all like this is what keeps us on top of itunes on top of stitcher radio and keep more people coming advertisement dollars and things like that thank you so much for everybody left one and thank you for the people that's listening and with said i ain't left one yet i'm looking at you yeah i better see one soon yes uh thank y'all so much for those five star reviews thank you uh because seriously man so many podcasters have either 
gone to the wayside or they just feel like they're talking into a void or they don't get five star reviews or whatever you know what i mean and you just feel like damn am i doing this shit for nothing is nobody listening to this motherfucking thing my my sense don't you know my show not my popping what i need to do and uh the reviews is a great way to let people know like yo i I really appreciate what you do particularly with love because believe you me the people that hate they're gonna always show up but yeah a lot of times people love shit they have a tendency to be laid back you know because that's how when people love stuff they go well i love it okay but sometimes you need to express it so i just had a few comments that i didn't read on the air i meant to for medium talk 36 is where i interviewed uh renee burwell of pandora's awakening she is a certified sex therapist and we had a good conversation it's like Mm -hmm. an hour 20 minutes Mm -hmm. um you know people i thought it was pretty uh in-depth and informative and all that stuff she had a knowledge oh she's so young with a lot of knowledge i know she knew all them she got about 45 degrees right um mr williamson said yes please have her back good sex seems to be taboo still sex should be fun and open to new adventures cookie says this sister is gold she brings it and lays it down and celeste 63 says great interview very informative thank you thank you all y'all it was really really informative uh like you say because she's a sex therapist and you know you kind of went through her background and stuff but it was really interesting to listen to she talked about sex but she talked about sex in a very simple format that most people can understand and it was very encouraging to people and that you know particularly for women that you know your body's not dirty there's nothing wrong with you these certain things are just normal things that happen to people but because society kind of treats it like it's so taboo and particularly when you start talking about men that a lot of times they're they even shut down about sex more than women even though men are supposed to be the most sexual creatures and they sex is on their mind 24 7 mm-hmm. when it comes to certain things they shut down too yeah it was fun because like i just didn't know where the conversation was gonna go next and we would talk about like things like infidelity um in marriages you talk about uh open relationships talk about um uh you know sex toys in in marriage and stuff or sex toys just in general she used to be um like candy burris uh the um the real housewife of atlanta she was like the number one seller um Mm -hmm. in a in like the either the country or her region Mm -hmm. of the country um as selling sex toys before she really you know truly got into this full-time like sex therapist thing um and yeah she was very knowledgeable and all that stuff and i still say like um maybe we'll do something where if you guys have questions or something you want to like write into our email or submit comments anonymously um Mm -hmm. we can maybe do something where we we have her back on and ask her uh Mm -hmm. your questions right and air it just so you can get answers to it because she's very knowledgeable and one thing she was saying about the, uh, the biggest reason why she sold so many toys was because she was saying like she didn't come with no false knowledge like she would tell them things she'd be like no no this is true this is fact and she'd say it's amazing how many adults uh have lack of knowledge and believe myths that are absolutely not true about their body and their sexual organs like she'll people will say shit and she'd be like you know that's not right you know that's not correct you know you know even though you can't do this you can still have an orgasm and you don't have this you can still have an orgasm and she would just shock people with her knowledge you know and people will actually purchase things from people when they feel like you know what you're talking about yeah sometimes we learn the wrong shit and that's really a lot of stuff that got us fucked up as adults is shit that we just learned wrong when we were kids and 
you know it never got corrected it never really got uh we got to hear the counterfactual to it and um you know that shit is important so um all right let's get into comments on other episodes we had our feedback episode which was uh 1739 blurred lines um and we had two comments first of all Bamil 73 says oh this episode you call robert glasper fans glass poppers well sir you are wrong we are actually called glass holes and we are here to shit all over the anthill, Emil. Well, that's not true. First of all, if it's not an animal, then I'm not really trusting your um, what you guys are called. Um, um, so I'm gonna just call y'all glasshoppers anyway, because we got anthill, the beehive. You know, I'm gonna just call y'all the glasshoppers. Um, but glassholes is pretty good too. <laughs> um charles writes in the funniest instance of people thinking i was white but i just hearing me was a job interview yeah we were talking about you know how um it's funny how people do the thing like there's no such thing as sounding white and it's not only from black people who sound white and then they like get offended by the shit and it's like you know just talking proper isn't sounding white and shit like that and i'm like i i, I hear you i hear you but colloquially you, you a goddamn lie you know you be on the phone and you hear certain people and you like that's a white man you know when you imitate white people talking a certain way you you know come on man i I can't believe we got to do this you know and it might be unfortunate to be grouped into that shit just because of your natural speaking voice and i and i do understand how that might give you some resentment you know i'm not trying to take away your blackness by saying that and i know it's been used as a cudgel and a very hurtful thing to be like you sound white but it's really a way to say you're less black than me i do i get all that but nigga some people sound white i don't know i'm not gonna write a whole essay about it but you know what the fuck i'm talking about and come on (laughs) if you ever watch like a second of deaf comedy jam or something you get the and white people talk like this everybody knows yeah and then you have like white people who might have a uh tone that might actually sound more black and they probably get the opposite thing when people are like oh you're you're white i've been at work and had jobs where i talked to someone over the phone and then we would have a face-to-face meeting and i could see the shock on their face (laughs) i mean i've had that more than once where they just because i just talk regular proper english while i'm at work you know no code switching or nothing you know i just talk like um talk to the person don't use any slang because i you know Mm -hmm. i'm at work and i get it and they'll just assume the default because one they like me to uh i'm not using any other terms that they consider to be black and you know i don't say business or something like that <laughs> yeah, and, you know and then they show up and they be like oh, a large black gentleman you know so and my name's roderick so then that's the other part you right. don't have the like you know um when i pick up the phone i'm not like you know you're speaking to leon or some whatever the fuck racist shit they think about our names <laughs> so so like yeah i you know but i don't i mean it doesn't bother me because no one's ever questioned my blackness or it's, if they have questioned it's never stuck to make me be like correct oh my god am i not black enough like if a nigga told me because i talk proper at work that i was white i would laugh because i'm like nigga i'm trying to sound white on this phone i absolutely would love for these white people to think i'm white on this phone and then they get the surprise of their life anyway uh it was a job interview the initial phone interviews for state university i worked at were all held by phone so supposedly to help combat bias and racism they also have standard questions 
that they ask of every candidate i was the only candidate they ever had that answered all the questions correctly for the topics in which i claim to have expertise naturally wow naturally i was called in for a face-to-face interview man were they shocked when my black ass walked in there (laughs) i could see it on their faces apparently they even wondered if a friend white who had told me about the job had given me the questions wow now see that's the racism i don't care if y'all thought i was white on the phone i do care that y'all motherfuckers think i had to cheat to know the answers to the shit fuck y'all it was so hard for them to believe that they were um that they were willing to question the integrity of one of their colleagues think about that jim do you you want to come clean (laughs) oh come clean about what uh he knew a lot of the answers and he's your friend well that's because he's an expert expert that's why i recommended him yeah, for the job yeah because i knew he could do the job that mean motherfuckers be lying nobody else got it right that's why we should probably hire him okay i see what you're gonna do here all right i see you're just not gonna tell the truth huh um <laughs> uh but yeah uh he says um oh i took the job because i hated the job i had at the time but it was a struggle even though they supposedly hired me for my expertise they really didn't take my advice seriously so much so that when a white consultant told them the same things i've been saying my manager said i didn't realize we were so far behind yep bruh that's why on some shit i just be like okay i see you know because sometimes you can see shit happening from a mile away and you be like uh hey you know this and this and that other nope i'll be like "Mm." let shit sink i got another job shortly thereafter sorry this is so long no need to apologize mm, you're good it's not even that long actually but uh yeah that's some trash mm-hmm. the poll was have you ever said have has anyone ever said that you talk white um yes no or i'm so white i'm white so it doesn't count now why I say, why this was a poll was because i told karen i think almost every black person at some point has been accused of sounding white mm-hmm. or talking white because it's a colloquial thing where we're just inserting white for shit like proper nasally you know that kind of shit and because we throw it around so much it's it, it's bound to happen to most of us that some other black person will say that whether it's in jest or serious like you say i'm white um now not just that but white people do it they think black certain black people sound like white people so i don't think it's that um i don't get that insulted by it but i also think it's Mm -hmm. very common correct well 76 percent of our audience has had someone say that they talk white i'm not surprised you know like karen said she got accused of it and i was like karen you sound so country and so black and somebody said it about you that means they will say it about anybody like they don't give a fuck you know and before y'all think that's an insult i married her and i like country blackness so (laughs) fuck you fuck you who just went in your brain and thought that was a bad thing um no 20 percent of our audience has not been accused of uh talking white and five percent of our audience is white so they they could not uh that didn't count (laughs) if you white and you get accused of sounding white that's like okay so i'm on brand was (laughs) i'm not i'm not on brand you sounded white on the phone that's because i am oh okay 
brooklyn shoebase says in high school i was always accused of acting white or talking white because i was a good student basically a nerd i read a lot and had good grades i was also accused of being only book smart both my family and classmates always put me down for not being hip enough or wanting to be white because of what i liked it was not until i was deep into my 20s that i realized that there was nothing white or upper crust sounding about me i used to be angry about the teasing and the accusations but not anymore i understood i understand now more why it was said to me uh no doubt man that's like i like i said man i try not to discount that struggle because even now as a 40 year old person i still get a little tight in my chest when people start bringing up their story of like man when i was younger black people used to pick on me because of this because i keep waiting for the other shoe to drop which is going to be and that's why i don't like y'all niggers and white people are better than you and it never really drops most of the time because most people have dealt with that trauma and moved on and they wouldn't Mm -hmm. even be fucking with me Mm -hmm. if they truly held that in for their whole life correct but so anyway i'm saying i didn't even experience this shit and i get tight in the chest worrying that they're gonna you know shit on me i can't even imagine you know what it's like the other way around where if this would have been my experience of being called white or question people questioning my blackness growing up well there's there's a lot of vocal people who are like anti like black people who experience that kind of trauma from other black folks and are either unshaking it or speaking on like well this was my history this was my childhood there's a lot of people who get angry at folks just for bringing that shit up but that's real oh yeah yeah absolutely but so i I can't imagine being on the other side of that shit where i kind of even can't even express like yeah my childhood was fucked up and race played a factor because my own people was kind of going in on me about that shit because people immediately say well what was you doing wrong like if we start victim blaming like it was you you what you didn't like people you was uh uppity you was mean to them as opposed to us being like yo that's fucked up because kids do fucked up things and those kids were also kids and they shouldn't have done that and i hope that they've learned from that too yeah and sometimes it's not always true and sometimes it's functioning grown-ass adults that Mm -hmm. come out and say this shit too and a lot of times that's that's has tendency to be more hurtful than your peers sometimes Mm -hmm. you know um particularly if it's adults that you look up to and sometimes um I don't say they don't even think twice about it. Like they don't think twice about the uh, psychological impact that saying that has when the child just wants to live. Like they're like, I don't give a fuck. I'm me, and that's all that matters. Uh, because you know, children are, are are simple when it comes to those types of things. And all of a sudden, I got to be put in a box. I just, I just can't live. Well, also, we associate certain attitudes with whiteness. Correct so a black child who may be very confident and aloof um or maybe very proper or something like that you know we will say stuff like oh you acted mighty white or this child think they white or something like that um certain music choices certain uh pastimes things like this because there's this extra level because we've experienced so much racism that it's like oh you play baseball and then we start wanting to put it in some group you know and i think a lot of it is out of uh insecurity and we want to protect ourselves you know we're like we are deathly afraid and i don't think a lot of black people will cop to this shit because it make they think it makes them look weak um and it's gonna come back up because we have other topics that happened this week that people wrote in about but we are deathly afraid as black americans of being judged 
considered less than and left behind correct we're very afraid of it to a point where i mean and i'm not saying that that it's not rational i'm not saying that it's not based on a bunch of reality and history it is we have been left behind by many a people many a person but we're so deathly afraid that i think sometimes we do it to them before they can do it to us so we start sensing that something's about to happen this person's about to get into some white spaces this person's about to get um more credit credit or credibility or money or what influence or whatever and we just start going you're white you're you don't want us you know i almost to say like we don't want you if you don't want us and it's like well i never said i don't want y'all oh you going to that up at the school you know shit like that we start doing that to each other at young ages and uh I, I don't know what can solve that but i think that that is so damaging for for us to experience on both sides yeah and, and while you're thinking about it i never really realized this but i i i can tell that with music most of the music i listen to was black music white any white music that i actually listened to was because it was like in the top uh tears or or just all time white songs that you know everybody kind of knew it wasn't until i got older that i started getting into more different types of you know white music like maroon five and shit like that like when i was younger i would have never considered uh listening to anything like that and i do think that uh people in general feel comfortable with it when it comes to their entertainment by being entertained by people that look like them because they go well you understand what this is that i'm going through whether this is a reality or not mm-hmm. you know and so i think uh the older i got the more i started opening up my horizon to like branching out and listening to this type of music like i've never had the problem and, and i know some people have where they're black but they grew up in some white spaces and so their music quote unquote wasn't what black people listen to and they could list all the white people's songs like i don't question their blackness but i know some of them may have yeah, I, I questioned as children i mean like i said some of it's just jokes but i remember when we was kids me and my brother like my brother would listen to like rock and roll and shit and i'd be i'd make jokes about it like ah, oh, he go with that white people shit oh you gonna throw on that green day and shit and then you know he would leave and i would throw on the green day and be like this is actually kind of jamming you know (laughs) but it was just but you know it was i don't think my brother would walk around with a chip on his shoulder just because of the way we grew up like it's pretty impossible for him to he kind of i mean he grew up in the same house as me even if i made a joke about this some white shit yeah but y'all joke it stays as joke right It, it, it would never get to the point where he would be internalizing it walking around like you really think i'm a white person because that's bullshit you know um anyway falcons diva says growing up i was accused of acting white because my face stayed in a book but i wasn't until i moved down south that i was accused of talking white because of this i was a superstar telemarketer <laughs> during my senior year at aat i worked at the sears service center i was it was nothing for a customer to call and request that i made uh sure they didn't send a black technician i would always reply and what color do you think i am right <laughs> ain't that some shit now don't send one of those darkies out here to look at my my my, you, my refrigerator all right you don't have no control over what technician they send uh shit they probably do uh okay, okay they probably assign people to certain things yeah. here's the thing karen if you don't want a black person in your house i don't want to send a black person in your house to be quite frank with you and if that no means problem. your motherfucking repair need to take an extra week then guess what the fuck you need to do wait so i'm actually okay with that but 
at the same time yeah you racist as fuck and how many times has a white person gotten that call and didn't ask what color you think i am because they was like all right well we'll make sure to send jim out you know um now when i was trying to sell something i just let them think i was white sorry to bother you ha <laughs> right um yeah there was something else you brought in here oh yeah I, I i i stayed reading books as a kid i read a lot um like like still do everything like uh a lot of like um my my grandmama would take me to uh goodwill and the books in goodwill are cheap like mm-hmm. i'm talking like, like cents. 10 cent five cent books and they're not you know they're still the same novels you get as they're just used you know mm-hmm. and uh she would just let me go in there and pick out whatever i wanted you know because i i mean i get six books and it'd be like a dollar fifty um and i would get like garfield books it's where i got my love for the far side uh that's a huge part of like my comedy mind my sci-fi comedy brain is because of jim larson and the motherfucking uh, far side um but i would also cop these books these novels and shit and they were you know just and they i can't even remember the name of them. they were just like random bullshit like fantasy you know novels sometimes and um she would get them for me you know and i but at no point did my grandma or my other family you gotta remember like at that time most of my family was in you know roseland or little rock which Mm -hmm. is you know government housing here right um and even though i was smart wore glasses had asthma couldn't go out and play with them all the time and read my books at no point did they try to make me feel like i wasn't black correct like they might make me feel like i was a nerd yes (laughs) you know which is fair right (laughs) like what was i gonna say no nerd uh it's fair but uh at no time did i feel like you know they were associating with this is some white people shit so Mm -hmm. i just had a different very fortunate like i guess in a way a level of privilege when it comes to the whole nerd thing where i just never felt like i was uh considered not black you know and that's unfortunate that happened to you um we had episode uh 740 which was 126 was the name of the episode uh because that's how many dollars dollars kevin spacey's movie made in america a $126 anyway Miss 1KL says I don't know why this episode was so funny to me because you call Jeremy uh Jeremy the M-I-H sounds like the word my what is it is so his name is Jeremiah but the M-I-H is supposed to be pronounced my cause that's how I hear most people pronounce it Jeremiah Mm -hmm. really yeah but most people pronounce it I it's pronounced jeremiah chat room is this real is this true mm-hmm. oh my god his name is his name is jeremiah but it's m-i-h this nigga don't know that makes no fucking sense right i'm not the one making that no, up no you're not that makes no fucking sense but that's how it's pronounced you should put two y's at the end or some shit or germs dash my like what well he jeremy to me he jeremy to me and he gonna stay jeremy fuck that that's crazy that ain't make any phonetic sense <sighs> the me sounds like the mia sounds like my 
uh which annoys me to no end and that's why i enjoyed it as per usual anytime you pronounce something in french we equals we oh oh okay that o-u-i that's we okay cool uh he had always annoyed me and now i know my spidey senses were on point i always liked that tiana lady since she was on my super sweet 16 i will say if you were an opening act you don't normally get the clothes just because you go to your hometown i'm just saying my see this is the thing though was tiana the opening act or were they like co-headlining that that concert a possibility because I, I i really need more details on that because i refuse to believe in the year of our beyonce 2018 motherfuckers are paying full price concert tickets to see tiana taylor open up for jeremiah according to y'all um i refuse to believe that bullshit that's bullshit yeah, there's no because, way because she was saying that she performed and then people would leave right that's what i'm saying I, so like were they splitting like sometimes she performed sometimes he go out first some people said some people said it's a joint tour like, yeah like see that's were, what it had to be so i think the expectation of her performing as the headliner when she got to her hometown i don't think that was a stretch at all sound like especially he was if a it dick. was a joint tour right yeah it sounded like he was just being a dick uh my friend thinks he and plus being that her home is new york i guarantee he was like nah fuck that shit like it's my turn you know and she's like but i'm at home he's like nigga it's new york i want to come out last my friend thinks he is a love child of diddy maybe that's why he gets treated like a male diva i wish i had a body i wish i had a body double kevin spacey is making money 126 dollars that's still too much (laughs) oh he made more than that Mm -hmm. the poll was simple um charter schools i don't know nay or yay 53 percent they don't know uh 35% agree with Karen nay they don't like it nope. and about 13% say yay they do like charter schools Mm-mm. not until you get a better system I know they got varying different ways of doing it but not until you get a system that racism is not involved and racism is involved in so, some uh, processes so children are still left behind yeah, well I hear you. racism is the hardest thing to solve for in America I don't know what you can do about it it's not like the public school system is dealing with racism in a great way either it's just uh, these Correct. poor children and some charter schools are in the public school system mm-hmm. uh episode 1741 hip-hop harriet tubman um let's see what the comments were jay taban says um she had to do the quick cuts to refresh those eye drops he's talking about the woman who gave a fake apology on facebook where she because she was a beauty blogger that got caught with a bunch of racist tweets mm-hmm. by the way the update she lost everything like all her people that endorse her just cut her the fuck off so they don't want them problems that's probably why she was crying she got them emails like you need to fix this mm-hmm. she couldn't even make real tears it was terrible right and then i think what you said she immediately lost like two hundred thousand followers or some shit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like i like mm. that is too bad <laughs> so sad too bad let's groove tonight share the fight tonight and it's time to 
oh man you did it to yourself you did it to yourself crazy broke negro says um okay so this is the comment i was talking about rod could you brief camera before the show especially before a random thought she never understands the joke and it makes her look stupid out here don't disrespect our karen all right uh we talked about that comment mm-hmm. so i won't go into it um gatsu 25 says someone pointed out that the race racist makeup youtuber didn't actually shed a single tear during her badly acted crying apology video 100 uh jeray says i've never tried arctic zero and the one time i bought halo top it was freezer burn and ineditable i threw that away yasso is the move it's frozen greek yogurt 150 calories or less the coffee brownie break is my go-to and we'll see we will see the grand shucky says karen could you brief rob before the show especially when you go on your string of pun jokes he needs to have the won't be fooled again sound clip at the ready he never understands your pun game and it makes him look stupid out here don't don't disrespect our rod (laughs) i'll be sure to let him know eve says i'm convinced that nikki needs a nap literally she been in the game for a while and working non-stop there's no shame in taking a break and recharging i think she may be on the verge of a breakdown poor Je- yeah i hate to say psychoanalyze from afar but i'm gonna just have to do it nikki just seemed like uh this cardi shit going on this cardi shit has fucked her up and especially considering like you know when you look at like the high school pictures of nikki and all the work she's had done all the like the fact that she's had this long reign of being the only woman rapper that was considered the the, the, the queen pen close to 10 years now yeah like this her first real time where her status in the game is challenged and for some reason she doesn't feel like she can directly challenge cardi and just come out and, and talk about it maybe it's because cardi is so like I'm off of the drama. I'm not trying to to talk bad about nobody. Yeah, because y'all can actually coexist, but right. you, but you opt not to coexist with her, right? And um, you know, it, it's weird. It's like we haven't really had black women coexisting in hip hop since I Want to Be Down remix. Um, you know, I don't even think we could do that today. If we did a, a one song, we said let's get all the black women rappers on it. I, I doubt you could get everybody together because so many people got stupid ass petty beefs with each other and feel like it can only be one and shit is so stupid at this point either that or their names aren't gonna be big enough for us to be like oh my god so-and-so on this track too you know um anyway the point being um i really think like this shit where she came in second in sales uh to travis scott fucked with her mind because she already pushed her shit back one time to avoid beyonce uh dropping something oh, she, she, she didn't want to do that yeah but keep in mind did you know what beyonce dropped her album it also came in second in streaming that week correct they have made 150 million dollars on tour already everything sold out nikki had to cancel her tour same coming in second it's the desperation is just it's just on top of her man and i don't know man like every time i want to feel bad for her she just say some more stupid shit and i'm like Mm -hmm. i'm not going down with your shit boo you know like i feel bad that you uh i feel bad that you know uh somebody who's had a place in the game that you know people really seem to respect for a long time is kind of getting disrespected but i but also the shit she's saying makes no sense 
it's it sounds crazy it's like azalea banks hacked Nicki minaj some of these things she's saying because you talking about everything but your album baby yeah the harriet tubman of streaming and shit i'm like taylor swift did more for streaming artists than you did um what are you talking about the the shit where she's talking about um merchandise sales that are attached to like buy the album shouldn't count and that's why travis scott beat her by fifty thousand, you know um sales but then in the same time um she did the same merchandise sales and it just didn't not not as many people bought her shit what are you talking about you know <laughs> uh you know people were getting merchandise sale they get an album sale if you buy a tour ticket you did the same offer why is that travis scott's fault that people didn't buy yours but they bought his i don't understand so she's just looking crazy out here man and none of her shit makes sense you know uh pure jet poor janet hubert i believe her but i also believe that will that the smiths probably don't think about her to the extent that she thinks they do i hope things get better yeah i don't even know what believing her means at this point because she's all over the place while i do believe this shit like um she um you know she wanted to negotiate and will was young and uh, it sounds like at the time actually kind of broke and he was like i'm not gonna rock the boat i'm just gonna take the check they gave me and i'm not going on strike for more money for us um when he was like 17 18 19 or something um i believe that may have happened i don't think it was malicious or whatever Mm -mm. but it's a full last like 30 years later now come on man come on and she's like blaming him for her son's suicide and shit like i i do i believe her about that no like you can't at some point you you're basically fighting against a, a you're playing tennis with a wall and and the only way to 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 for the game to be over is for you to put down your racket and stop playing because the wall ain't playing it's just standing there being a wall and you just keep fucking hitting your ball into it expecting like a response like nah like my man like will and his family like she's talked about jada and his kids and shit they have been more than understanding and just been like we are not addressing her you know so i don't get it man good luck to her the poll was our college bookstores a ripoff yes it's all a scam no we need to pay that much for new volumes every semester or i'm a professor and i need the money very rare that this happens on the show 100 percent of people agree yes it's all a scam right which means even the professors who write books and listen to our show were like you know what dog i'm gonna have to vote 100 percent that is a scam a scam for the bookstores mm-hmm. you know that's why a lot of them fought hard against shit going digital so even the professors know is what i'm saying we got multiple professors who listen to the show and mm-hmm. vote in the polls and all of them was like that makes sense Mm-mm-mm. all right the uh, last one episode 1742 the art of the sexy interlude we had 10 comments on this episode yeah a lot to say a lot of people had a lot to say uh brooklyn shoe babe says hey i noticed you've been apologizing a lot for needing a day off from work please stop we understand you work hard and the quality shows if you need a vacation to keep the blackout tips great and high quality please do so thank you Ryder karen for all that you do and grand shucket replied to this comment and said all of this thanks brooklyn shoe babe uh i appreciate it she's it's, like y'all ain't gotta let us know 
yeah it's, it's just you know every once in a while somebody will hit me up on twitter or email or something and be like well you know there's no show yeah, or whatever just don't want people to worry yeah and i don't yeah i don't want people to get worried that's it i just want them to know like hey i need a break sometimes and the same way you need a mental health break or you gotta align your chakras or whatever it is uh i gotta do it too sometimes and some days i you know working for ourselves if i'm gonna drive myself into the ground then it's then it's basically you might as, i might as well go do that at some fucking corporate job so uh yeah you know lately we've been trying to take off like a day or so in during the week because um of all the other stuff we do um you know specifically like staying up late on a monday and doing like uh walking dead recap for mm-hmm. our premium people and shit you know yeah, uh, movie reviews. reviews yeah um things that looks smacking good we're working on that yeah, now you're doing balls deep you're doing nerd a lot mm-hmm. of that stuff happens the later the latter part of the week yeah and i feel like for premium people they always get their money's worth anyway mm-hmm. so you know those are the you know no offense to everybody else but those are the real important people because <laughs> they they without them i literally wouldn't have a job y'all the mvps crazy broke negro reply uh responds to this episode and says i'm so sorry i apologize i read it back and i see what I, I see it came in too strong and wrong and stupid was completely too harsh a word i appreciate you both and wouldn't want you to ever be scripted or unnatural and controlling women care specifically was definitely 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 not on my mind i was rude and i was mortified to hear you interpret it it's a le- it's a learning thing for me when you talked about lovey next i felt as horrible and as tone deaf as she was in that mess i hope you can forgive me i should have just said thanks for another great show because that's what you gave first of all thank you thank you baby um and i actually did reply to this because i i was like i don't want them to have to wait till saturday to see that we saw this and Mm -hmm. oh yeah i didn't this is my first time hearing it yeah i replied to it that night to let them know but i said thank you for listening and hearing us i sincerely love this apology accepted i I completely understand Mm -hmm. seriously this is what our show is all about reading this brought tears to my eyes and stuff like this does give me hope because i think in the past when people have written stuff like that that would sound either like passive aggressive or you know sometimes aggressive aggressive depending on the person if karen and i depending on how we handle it like so if we talked about it and talk about our feelings based on like hey well this is a little bit rough or messed up or whatever a lot of times either we would find out that that person really did intend to write in to say something that was hurtful to and it's normally directed towards karen right um uh but you know they would say they meant to say something that were basically hurt our feelings which is the worst because it's like why do you even listen to the show you know what kind of crazy person does that that's yeah right why? i listen to more podcasts than pretty much anybody that even listens to our shit i guarantee it mm-hmm. and um i never ever write into somebody's show and say you know this is why i don't like y'all or this is what's wrong with your show or this is what's wrong with you or your opinion or whatever uh especially in an adversarial way i would never do something like that if i disagree with you i'm gonna talk to you with with the same respect or whatever so you know to me it's already kind of a like man i hope this person isn't doing this to be hurtful right right so this is like the best case scenario um then the second part of it is um when uh when when somebody says something like this we used to get very defensive Mm-hmm. you know and i you know karen kind of was like yeah i'm not stupid and kind of goes in and and i'm sure that 
if that was the opposite of the intended effect then i'm sure to you you're sitting at home like what the fuck oh shit oh no i don't pissed her pissed her off um but i i used to get more defensive about this shit but that was kind of before um realizing like how uh, um yeah just i'm not gonna be humble about it but realizing how dope our show is we have a dope show it's it's very nice Uh, a lot of shows are very mean very very mean spirited and you can feel it yeah very like exclusionary very uh judgmental and shit Mm -hmm. not very nuanced Mm -hmm. people trying to have the hottest fucking take they can have the most say the most salacious thing they can say all the time and it's kind of forced and pressed and we're not that you know like we kind of approach people in a in a more nice way it doesn't mean we like everything and we agree with everyone and we just let shit slide we're not like that but you know um so anyway all that to say like there was a time where i think we would have been like man fuck you don't listen to show then we don't give a fuck blah 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 and i think looking back in in the past to me i wish i hadn't handled it that way at the time because to be honest even if i felt that way or i got upset if someone was taking the time out to listen and they truly did mean it kind of just in like an innocuous type of of whatever slip up or whatever i wish i hadn't come at them so hard to make their response be i'm gonna come back at you even harder because now it's like this competition i'm having with some person out in the world that i don't know from adam right so anyway um i appreciate you writing in to apologize and, and explain where you're coming from yeah because even during the conversation we were saying that the person that wrote this might not have meant it to come off so harshly right but from our perspective as you're reading it it, it just sounds really harsh right and then they reply i'm the one crying humble by your kindness thank you you never know how much joy this podcast has given me a lot by the way i wrote it i'm sorry i was like hey man honestly it's all good water under the bridge um it is you know cool and my thing is that for the fact that you acknowledged it and you was like oh this was not my intention right and then you actually let us know because a lot of times people might feel that way but they might not want to reach out to let us know but for the fact that you reached out to let us know that lets us know that 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 your intentions was never to hurt no not not to come off so harsh yeah i think also in written form it's hard to devise tone sometimes and so um correct you may mean stupid kind of like uh for lack of a better term colloquially like um like girl you stupid you got got our girl out here sounding stupid you know and i'm reading it and i'm like stupid why the fuck would you say she sounds stupid and so you know it could come off like it could be a lot of shit man anyway i don't want our show to be this hard show where Mm -mm. we like because i saw people that were leaving comments um about the comment and whatnot and um and this is after they had clarified on the on the site and i was like i don't want to like be out here retweeting that or being like "Mm -hmm, that's what i'm talking about don't you come for karen we gonna you know uh even though i understand why people felt that way but um 
yeah so i, I just kind of was like you know i'm glad that person was cool enough to apologize about it because that takes a bigger person because i like because we live in a world now sweetie where i'm sorry my bad my fault oops it just don't exist a lot of people go fuck it and just act like they never said it and i can't um uh, speak for karen but i definitely accept the apology and it's water under the bridge on my behalf and you know i absolutely believe that you just kind of misspoke like same Okay. you know it, yeah 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 yeah. no no it's it's the same for for the fact that you reached out shows that that was never your intentions like i said we live in a world now where people don't apologize and for the and for the fact that you was like oh this was not my intentions and you came and you kind of explained yourself speak volumes to you and your integrity you know because like i said we live in a world now where the 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 my bad my fault all people just they they just don't acknowledge shit and they just keep going and and you know and act like everything's just supposed to be cool between y'all the next time they show their faces when sometimes you have to acknowledge shit to squash shit so that everybody can move on yeah people don't forgive and people don't apologize anymore no they don't yeah baby you good you like you you really good with me um but like i said because we've had all types of scenarios i did not know where this was coming from yeah we've had people call right right in in the past with something like that and then when we respond then they go in and just get super disrespectful and mean and and it's like oh this is a trap you always wanted us to be offended so you could have a chance to like cuss us out and uh i'm just glad it wasn't that to be honest Me and too, like i baby. said i really do believe in uh you know forgiveness and moving the fuck on because same uh it's not just some shit i say for the show or some Mm-mm. shit i say uh because i think it sounds good i really don't like harboring negative feelings towards people in my heart i rather i rather not deal with the person than to keep that energy or keep lying to myself like you know like that energy isn't there like it does bother me i know there's some people that say they, they're not bothered by that shit it absolutely bothers me and causes stress in my life to keep thinking like every time i see or hear this name i'm gonna be like ugh, you know yeah that's a lot of energy and effort that i could put towards something more positive classic r&b lover says how are i to care first stop apologize for taking time off that's something many americans are far and far too many african americans need to stop doing we are the most overworked underappreciated workforce in the industrialized world never forget america has a slave economy as its foundation and the idea that if we aren't working ourselves to death we aren't doing something we are doing something wrong is rooted in this thank you yeah absolutely man i like i said i i didn't even realize i was apologizing i really didn't i just you know it's like i don't want to let down people that are fans and shit. right so i just didn't think of it that way but i guess i was apologizing second you summed up my thoughts on the current lovey situation i lo- i follow her on social media and will continue to do so however every time she gets into one of these situations the cries victim it gets harder and harder to view her that way i suggest lovey review the tale the boy who cried wolf least lest she find herself victimized out in the eyes of the public when her cries of innocence are more in need of an audience are most in need of an audience yeah yeah i don't know man she just it just just happened to her several times at this point so you know take that for what it's worth third i listened to you and karen on music ate my brain it was quite entertaining entertaining and karen's inadvertently stealing the songs on other people's list was hilarious if if i might be so bold i have my own problematic fave which will likely date me there's a song called call me by a group named sky uh much like michelle uh indegate ocello's uh i know i fucked that last name up if that was your boyfriend it speaks on getting with another woman's man however sky went up michelle when she 
uh when as the leader of the chorus uh lead up to the chorus the singer reveals she is friends with the girlfriend of the man she is doing her damnedest to get with damn <laughs> Yeah, some problematic songs out there we man. all listen to them and they were our bops catrice catrice 206 says the funniest thing about the lovey fiasco is that i remember bet pulling kevin uh tevin out for a tribute maybe for patty or mj years ago and it was terrible i'm definitely a tevin fan but i was shocked and disappointed by that particular performance maybe he was going through something at the time or didn't have enough time to prepare but i had lovey's exact thoughts at that time i didn't hear the aretha tribute so maybe he had more time to prepare well let me tell you this uh <laughs> i won't say who i texted to but uh i was texting with somebody and uh you know you texted your friends it's kind of like you can say whatever right and i wouldn't tweet this because i just don't want to smoke but i but i this i don't know we'll see if you guys are as demented as i am because i thought this shit was hilarious i was like yo the funniest shit in the world would be we fast forward to next year and it's uh the grammys or the bet awards or whatever right some music award show and they come out to do the aretha tribute right and they're like you know bringing out all the people that can blow you know jennifer hudson and such such, such, such. and then they get to like the last the last you know like tribute person they bring out and it's tevin campbell and he's terrible that shit made me laugh for a solid 24 hours straight the (laughs) idea of tevin all this fighting these niggas did and how quickly black twitter would roast the motherfuck out of him if he came out there and was trash first they would be in denial right because you know how black twitter gonna be like oh well he just need to warm up his pipes or whatever nope then they'll Y'all be like get him some hot tea then they'll be hot like toddy. get that voice right then they'll be like he was terrible this why he really fell off this this was wrong with drugs it'll be all the mean things that they claim that because you can go look on people's timelines from years ago they've been shitting on tevin campbell they just kind of don't like lovey so this was the time right um so then i was like and then the last thing i want to see is lovey coming back on the timeline like i told y'all motherfuckers <laughs> that he was gonna fuck up this motherfucking oh oh i don't think it's gonna happen but boy if it did oh i got tears in my eyes right now y'all Woo! oh i don't think i'm laughing that shit that, i think she would dance on social media the imagery of all the agendas colliding and changing and fucking like i everybody, wouldn't post nothing i would be just at oh, home dying out, laughing as uh bio says on firestar the outrage flopping that would happen if that shit happened live because you know we'll be live tweeting it so hey, people wouldn't even be able to deny it like that first they'll be denying it like oh he good it just it's cold out there or something and then it'd be like oh he terrible and then to be like love he was right <laughs> oh man oh man oh i don't know what's wrong with me man that shit has been uh we honey y'all 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 fuck y'all uh fuck around to get a five thousand word essay that has that shit has uh that thought and then uh the other thought i had that was fucked up this week that i thought uh would be pandemonium for t- black twitter is uh they do the whole season of insecure and in the last episode lawrence shows up but he got a fat white woman as his as his girlfriend (laughs) (laughs) 
both of those was like that's just you want to see the world burn level shit yeah honey they'll be outside protesting hbo you just like i don't want to see either of those things happen he's the he's it could be seen in public but i'm so fucking i'm so fucking ridiculous that i can't stop thinking about how fucking funny and wrong that shit would be Whoo, jesus christ boy mm, 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 mm. but uh yeah anyway i was <laughs> i was like man this, this this if this tevin if tevin get to do this tribute because everybody really was just being petty to lovey and it wasn't really even about tevin Mm-mm. but if he ends up getting to do this tribute and then it's not good i don't even want to know how people are gonna try to change their their agendas midstream because I, as we said on the show at the time i don't even really think it was about tevin campbell it wasn't i think they don't like her and it's about an accumulation of shit and then anytime she missteps they're gonna be on her ass on some like this is why you shouldn't be doing this and the problem is the same problem she had with the light skin activist piece when they start shooting these shots at her they're gonna be shooting and hitting a lot of other people that they don't intend to do that to Mm -hmm. so now you really talking about every african person that makes some sort of living by being involved with black culture now you're basically calling out your faves all the people you boast up and all the people that you you know claim and and i bought their book and i want them to do this well now you're talking about them too you know and but you want to you kind of want to hit them with the you wanted the good africans and we know how that feels to be on the other side of that so you know i i, I you know if you don't like her i get it but i don't you know i just think it, the reaction was motherfuckers turned it to the diaspora wars part three motherfuckers was fighting like africa's versus africans versus african-americans it was just too fucking much over a stupid ass (laughs) tevin campbell tweet i'm sorry i refuse to believe y'all love tevin that much Mm -mm. i used to really enjoy lovey's social commentary it was most definitely shady and petty but as her brand grew it became very awkward is the best that i can say it was like a monster you created that you're trying to desperately keep in check in that genre i'm not sure you can a la Nicki minaj yeah well you know what else um petty and shade is really for people that don't have a conscience like all the people that we think are quote-unquote best at that are people that really don't give a fuck what you think about them yeah like wendy williams don't care that y'all don't like her she gives a rat's ass Charlemagne don't give a fuck if y'all don't like him like they know deep down that you will continue to listen to them that's all that because matters. you're petty too and you came for the petty and so that makes them look like a bad person and they get a check they're willing to do it mm-hmm. it's really when you show like they Charlemagne wouldn't release no motherfucking 2500 pay uh 2500 word essay about even with the rape shit he wouldn't do that not for free not i mean not even paid he not going he not concerned with motherfuckers on black twitter not liking him correct it's just not gonna happen you know um wendy williams same thing you know um and it's also why as people blow up a lot of the times their content stops being so fucking shady because it's it's different when you in the room if i if i'm um a podcast that started out being like we're gonna roast uh Nicki minaj and i don't like her and everything she do we're gonna make jokes okay that's cool until now i have i'm dealing with i'm at the apple music conference and Nicki's gonna be doing her show there and we might cross each other's path well now all of a sudden i don't want to do that that's cool that's cool until the my producer tells me well um so-and-so's coming out with a book and they want to be a guest on the show but 
um and we booked them because you don't really have final say on that shit um i don't know what y'all gonna do to figure this out but you know they know that you've been talking shit about them you know so yeah i can at some point you have to cut some of that shade shit out because and i've seen it happen to a lot of people yeah and the people that you've been talking about normally are gatekeepers Mm -hmm. shit on tyler perry well guess who's in control of a lot of the production stuff in hollywood and in atlanta tyler perry you shit on shonda rhimes oh her shows is trash da 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 well guess who's in control of getting people shows and getting your book made into a show or your story made into a show shonda rhimes you know so you have to cut it out at some point and then also you know her is what's been super weird to me is that a lot of the people that supported her back in 2008 2009 2010 are the same people kind of mad at her now wanting to bring her down Mm -hmm. and i'll never know if that's just professional jealousy if that's truly she did something or as i said back when we started this show that group of people is not a group of people that i really associate with because i've never seen them build anybody i've only seen them try to tear people down and they're not they're not really good at either nope that's all they've done for years the same people like i'll see them like go in on each other and be like and like drag people but it's the same group of people and they have no power they have no power in the industry they have no buying power they have no selling power they don't buy anything they don't produce they don't support anything and they only all they do is complain about shit this is why this movie ain't shit well guess what the movie already made us hundred million dollars that's why you talking about it well this is why this album ain't shit well the album already got a, a million streams so who gives a fuck what you think at this point well that's why this artist ain't shit well that artist is rich and living fine and doing their life like all you can tell me is why ain't nobody shit you can't tell me nothing good you can't tell me where i should spend my dollars what i should watch what i can do you can't tell me shit you can only tell me what not to do now sometimes a person like 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 lovey is able to turn that into a career but that means the rest of them end up turning on her because now she's on the other side of the shit and she needs to be torn down and humbled and all the shit that they believe needs to happen to these celebrities and stuff so i i don't know it's just it's a it's a snake eating its own tail over there um so you know it was something we had to do consciously when we started our show and be like we want people that support things right because we're those kind of people correct and, you know? and that's why we are very uh conscious about who we let on the show who we don't let on the show who we have on this guest who we don't have on this guest anymore like we we've made decisions over time based off of those things uh and once she got into the tv side i.e shondaland i started to back away from her tv commentary was so basic that's really no shade but i really did wonder at the time who thinks that this is anything more than just summarizing the entire fucking show there's no character and plot assessments like rod and bossy do i was flabbergasted that it caught on so heavily but that was my first glimpse into the rage of building a brand yeah i don't know i've read her recaps too um i mean they're good recaps for like if you just want to know the plot points of the show and what happened but yeah she's not necessarily psychoanalyzing the characters and all that stuff but it's kind of like chris hardwick on the talking dead you like it's gonna be they're not paying you they're not paying you to do what me and bossy do Mm -mm, mm -mm. you know and they probably don't want you to either right now so there's certain things you're not going to say certain certain views you're not going to have because of they're paying you to right. review the show and which is which is, i understand what you're saying though too don't i'm not trying to uh mm-hmm. catrice because basically if you built your brand on being able to say stuff like 
the draw is trash or this show is stupid or this person is and then when you start doing your recaps you no longer can say like this is trash this is stupid this nigga is a fuck boy um or you can't do it as much because you know those are real actors you know the writers that's a tv show and you still supposed to be promoting it so you can't really shit on an episode anymore if you didn't like something i mean it's difficult and i'm not above saying if i got a fucking check to to like do the talking dead my black ass will be telling y'all it's the greatest show in the history of tv so i'm not even about to sit up here and lie to y'all like my integrity wouldn't allow no the fuck it wouldn't my these checks would allow me to eat at nice restaurants so i would be up there telling y'all that uh every performance was uh oscar worthy okay every single one <laughs> and even it, the tiger right y'all go ahead and isolate this clip because i'm gonna bring it back up if it ever comes up and y'all call me a seller i'll be like uh-uh, i told y'all if they paying me then uh i don't give a fuck true blood is the greatest show i've ever watched in my life okay them checks cash i'm good ultimately i was happy for her success even purchased a digital copy of her book but definitely where i learned to be careful about following and buying into all these quote-unquote brands i enjoyed her voice in a very specific context i would have never considered her an authority on the culture more like a comedian than anything else obviously she and others bought into the hype p.s god bless rod for reading all those fucking words (laughs) ha yeah i think that was the part that got me was um reading her response it was clear that she had she really does believe she is talking on behalf of like black people african and african americans and i'm like that's you you would have been better off saying listen i just don't think kevin Kevin campbell is that good a singer and um i didn't realize it's gonna make everybody mad my bad i will keep it to myself next time instead of making it about african african americans and go back to africa and all this shit that really wasn't the real point of this mm-hmm. but just like when people were attacking her it wasn't the point mm-hmm. right exactly so eve says i don't really follow lovey but i've seen her stuff on social media i'm not really familiar with all her work so i have no dog in this fight but like you said there will always be people who try to catch you slipping i think she's entitled to her opinion about tevin campbell even if it's wrong but the essay she wrote that was extra as fuck she could have just said my bad and she that she didn't realize how important tevin campbell is to many people who still hold him in high regard it seems to me she's the type of person who let her ego get in the way of a simple apology or saying nothing would have killed the issue as well well okay you know what you brought that up and you just made me rethink what i just said i take it back she was responding to the most vitriol vitriolic of the of the of the stuff she saw right so she like she's not even talking about tevin campbell because honestly she's not concerned with that part anymore she's concerned with this whole africans can't come here and speak on black culture and get paid to do so because they're not black and she wanted to be like well that's kind of some bullshit the problem is she doesn't really get to be the person to say that after this being her fourth fifth sixth time on some bullshit you know and with people that have like now that everybody's history is on twitter and shit people they were pulling up shit where she was like making joke of black people's names in america making fun of um all kinds of shit now what's fucked up about that is all them niggas was at the time not just africans and black people was doing it if anything she may have even been imitating some of african-american culture and our long-standing tradition of looking down on other niggas a la bill cosby you know um 
like she may have been kind of participating in that and maybe people feel like it's inappropriate but they didn't feel that way in 2009 2010 not not strongly enough to keep her from becoming somebody that shit is kind of like now that she's somebody let's go back and find with a fine tooth comb and find where she said shit we disagree with but yeah you're disagreeing with that from 10 years in the future okay like that's the shit that don't bother me like the in 2009 she has said okay y'all still let her get famous so what the fuck y'all clearly didn't have a problem then and i saw some of y'all chilling and on her bandwagon and maybe she didn't reach back out and get y'all on or something i don't know but y'all was cool with her and celebrating all her milestones and black girl magic and shit at the time you know just niggas changed at some point honestly i didn't even know she was the reason tevin started trending i saw him trending thought he died me too glad he didn't uh with all that i bet a lot of people thought that i saw that shit i was like oh come on not after aretha uh with all that being said what's what's especially sad about tevin campbell falling off was not because lack of talent it's because he was outed and it destroyed his career and people wonder why artists choose to keep information about the sexuality to themselves even to this day yeah i didn't even know some i, I was listening to firestarter and they said he got busted for soliciting a male police officer for sex or something mm. i didn't even know that's how he got outed or whatever mm-hmm. um that's also like george michael shit um yeah I, I didn't know any of that so i only knew i knew he was outed but not how and i and then also they were saying like he had drug addiction problems which is something else i didn't know about nope so you know uh but mill 73 says lovey's essay was a lot it could have been 299 200 wait 2993 words shorter i should not have insulted tevin sorry y'all in another context the immigrant versus american black people discussion is worth having believe me various versions of this happen all over the world my mom studying nursing in scotland because in the late 50s and 60s jamaicans that wanted to be nurses had to do the bulk of their schooling in britain it was the same for citizens of other colonies as well one of the experiences that stuck with her uh was the relationship between others in the diaspora her experience was that the west indians found no camaraderie with some africans who denigrated them as sons of slaves even now some west indians and africans hold the white world view that black americans are holding themselves back and need to work harder blah 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 two decades ago malcolm gladwell wrote an essay which highlighted a study that white american employers were more likely to hire immigrant black people than american black people because of the perception of better work ethic so a lot of children of african immigrants speak from a position of privilege especially when parents have degrees oh yeah i've heard that before absolutely believe it Mm -hmm. um like it's it's that's the thing man um it goes back to what i was saying earlier everybody's fucking afraid of being outcast and and judged and so our insecurity forces us to lash out and i think a lot of people and not i'm not trying to say it's not deserved because i understand that there's a history with lovey and i don't know everything about it Mm-mm. but a lot of people in this instant jumped on the bandwagon of let's turn this into why we as black people have problems with certain africans who we've had bad interactions with or who we think are secretly judging us or openly judging us and africans turning into you well let's talk about how these black people think their blackness is more blacker than ours and all this shit and i don't know it's not a fruitful conversation you know um what people say is a conversation worth having i'm always like i don't think it is because i don't think it's a conversation i think it's a lot of people yelling at each other and upset 
and nothing's ever going to change that nope because people have already come to the table with their minds made up on quote unquote whichever side they're going to be on and how they feel about it and y'all just yelling at each other you just no nuanced conversation yeah so you know i i don't here and here's a here's the the hidden part of this the bigger part of this that um nobody likes to talk cop to and nobody likes to talk about a lot of these motherfuckers is only talking bad about her because other people was it was just a thing to do a lot of these motherfuckers are bored they don't have nothing else to do with their life and they see what's popular and trending on twitter and they hop in and that's the part that people don't want to really like discuss they don't really care that much about tevin campbell Mm -hmm. they don't they don't care that much about a lot of shit they just come off like they do and the numbers don't lie because offline you can tell perfect example Nicki minaj all those barbs and shit she got on twitter that be harassing folks why her tour sales tank and she had to cancel her tour motherfuckers spend more time arguing than they spend earning the money that it would take to get a ticket and go out there and travel to see her perform they'd rather fight with people on twitter than to do that shit because they're really there to fight on twitter more than they're really there to to live life and um some of this shit with lovey is that you know there was a lot of people that really could have sat there ate their rights and moved the fuck on and it really shouldn't have been something that lasted days and days and days but it's the thing to talk about so i'ma talk about it over and over again and especially when certain people are leading the trend or certain people are going motherfuckers can't wait to get their post elevated and get you know some of these motherfuckers that they, they bitter on everything everything and when they get um when moments like this happen it's when they shine you know certain people's names and we probably all know most of them you see their name floating around something you're like oh it must be a roasting because that's all they really do mm-hmm. like and then mo and it's just whether or not it's timely enough is whether people retweet it or not but none of this shit is that important like no offense to love but she's not that important for us to be fucking getting her in check and humbling her Mm-mm. she really has no bearing on shit like okay you do insecure recaps you got a book like a lot of niggas do you know it really didn't require all that fucking shit people just don't like her and they've been waiting for this moment and it was enough to get it trending because of the death of aretha and all that shit but i don't know man i'm just very disillusioned with folks because it's like this shit don't even be important y'all just y'all like doing this and it's one of the reasons i don't really like to use my twitter like that where i'm just like i'm gonna drag this nigga today first of all like i don't like to do that man because it's not it's performative as fuck but it's also not genuine and people will egg you on even when you wrong because they came to see a fight right. and they like the entertainment of watching you say mean things right even, even if you don't mean it and they end up giving you that dopamine fix and you say meaner and more salacious things and more and I, and it's not even funny it's just like i don't want to be mm-hmm. in that space if i honestly when you see a lot of these controversies pop up on social media and stuff if i don't have something funny to add i'll normally not say nothing like i'd rather write a joke you know like i like i made the joke like uh i said uh lovey was right about you niggas uh because uh the people at the sub shop forgot, forgot to put hot pepper relish on my sub you know and so that's something i could uh, think of that uh, was funny uh, 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 rather than to add some like 12 page you know screed about like how you know she need to be this that and, and what about africa and all that i don't know about all this shit 
Mm-mm. you know like it's whatever what the fuck ever it won't change my life at all whether she exists or don't exist you know so i don't know a lot of people got real passionate in some ways that i i question um when you guys spoke about the random thoughts i remember that time when karen was talking about her first massage and rye was asking questions sound like one of the porn directors asking creepy questions from behind the camera <laughs> it was pretty hilarious great show as always a meal thank you yeah man i yeah anyway we already explained that all right the poll was do you think lovey's explanation helped yes or no another very rare occurrence we had two in one week 200 percent polls no 100 percent mm, that is uh we breaking records yeah i thought somebody would have been like it helped me you know but i don't i think everybody could see that what she was fighting against wasn't was it wasn't the main thing you're right you know um all right so we got emails and i'm gonna open up skype god i hope this thing don't make my computer start crackling right uh but i'm gonna open up skype and see if we have any messages um of course 704-557-0186 is our skype telephone number and you can leave messages the voicemails have to be two minutes or less it cuts you off at the two minute mark Mm -hmm. so you can bullshit if you want but skype ain't okay Mm -hmm. uh it starts time anybody hello time start ticking skype is like uh what you're not gonna do is leave a two and a half minute message you get that robotic white woman right this is not politeness um okay so we got two voice messages i haven't screened these okay so uh let's see um have i listened to this one i don't know i don't think so okay all right well let's give it a second to load um how much time we got okay 10 minutes all right cool um i'll try to play this as soon as it gets loaded hi this is renita nita i've been a listener for years anyway right karen i'm coming to the show i'm so excited so excited um here's the thing i'm coming from houston texas right so i want to bring y'all a gift gift a gift that um that you know is relevant to houston or texas and honestly there's nothing but one thing i do think y'all would love in texas there are hot links we call them hot links but basically um in east texas it originated east texas where um there's just you can't beat it it's a homemade sausage black people people who for years have been barbecuing and they're delish delish you can't get links homemade links anywhere outside of east texas that are going to be the best now how am i going to get that to you i don't know but i'm going to work it out i'm going to work it out (laughs) anyway i can't wait to see y'all um i'm not a normal person who calls in or does chat but i'm glad to leave them all message and i hope you play it anyway um i'm gonna bring y'all something from houston I don't know what, but I'll figure something out. Can't wait to see you. I didn't get a chance to get a VIP ticket, but I'll be there. Anyway, love you guys. Love you all so much. Bye. Uh, Nita. Thank you, thank Nita. You. And we love you back, and we can't wait to see you as well at the live show. Um, and, yeah, I don't know what you're going to bring from Texas, but we'll gladly accept Beyonce um, <laughs> if you want to bring something from texas uh <laughs> not joe Osteen though okay Mm-mm, you can keep him you can keep uh keep it as they say um 
but yeah thank you thank you so much we excited about the show too we still making plans oh i'm so excited y'all it's gonna be so fun oh and one of the hotels extended the um uh the spring hill hotel Mm -hmm. actually extended the deal where i think you have until september 8th maybe september 6th i believe september Mm -hmm. 6th to book a hotel room if you still uh haven't gotten one yet Mm -hmm. and you still want to get that special discount rate uh which you know i suggest you do get if you can uh swing that shit Mm because why pay extra for a hotel and they are those like swank down the swanky downtown hotels yeah if that's if uh if you got it i mean you'll be you you can walk all right let's get into uh the next voicemail um and then we'll read your emails, which you actually got a lot of. Um, all right, here we go. Hey, um, Black Out Tips Nation, this is Daz, a.k.a. Comfort Daz! Um, this is pertaining to the, the lovey situation. I kind of wanted to ask about uh, what all entailed with the concept of um, privilege as an African who doesn't have the ancestry that is tied to um, antebellum chattel slavery here in, here in America and this is sincere this is a sincere question because um, I mean what white people have done with us it's almost like they took a blazing sword and slammed it into the continent and uh, of Africa and um, on one side there's us with the history of slavery and then on the other side there's colonialism, imperialism with West Africans regardless of whether or not you know, one tribe sold uh, another group of people into slavery, or they came over there and kidnapped us, which they did. Uh, they've had to deal with that shit for centuries. <clears throat> and uh, I, ju- I just wanted to hear what you guys uh, say about that. All right, y'all have a good one. Thanks, Daz. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. That's a long time listening right there, dog. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so here's what I'll, I'll, I'll add to it um and and i know you're being sincere so i'm gonna be sincere um one i ain't an expert on this shit so let's start with that okay but i do know a little something um i think when it comes to privilege and we're talking about people immigrating to the u.s right a lot of times those people come from families where it's like the best of the best coming over here so um especially if you're coming over here you know for like school and stuff like that um there can be some classes privilege in there right um and then someone just uh wrote in you know in a comment about malcolm gladwell studying it and how when it comes to access to jobs companies would rather have somebody that's not from the united states and still count as black on their ledger um than an african-american person who is from the united states could have the same qualifications but they are from america and they're like nah we won't take latanya but we will take in which is fucked up not it's not their fault but privileges privilege doesn't have to be somebody's fault for them to experience it right correct um and then there's also just a way that sometimes we're looked down upon because white supremacy is a motherfucker and it exports it's probably white supremacy is our number one export in america and it reaches all over the globe and so they tell people that are black and brown from other countries that they're still better than these niggers right and so if you accept that and you come over here with that in your heart there's a level of privilege that you're experiencing where you're looking down on us 
and so you know people felt that way about lovey because of things she said in the past and tweets they show where she's picked on african-americans names she's made a name off of you know talking about people's grammar of faux pas and mistakes on social media um you know her she's she's very judgmental blah 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 and i'm not saying that i'm not saying this to be like because it's all her fault i'm saying like that triggers something inside of a lot of black americans who go "Mm, i don't think you get to do that i don't trust you to do that i feel like you have to come of my culture where i don't mind dl hewley going uh i met a little girl and her name was la nintendo and i said black people names is ridiculous well he's black he's american he's from here yeah he's expressing some level of uh anti-blackness with that stance but people feel like well since it's his culture he can do it and people you know where where sometimes like with uh people that are immigrated to the country they get to opt out of certain struggles Come on. Even, and by get to opt out i shouldn't say get to but they choose to but they're like this is a black american problem right here that y'all have and I, you know and i'm and i'm not talking about just like the cops shooting us and shit i'm talking about like when black people say like the government is fucking our families up and they go no you're fucking your family up your culture is inferior because you don't know your fathers and you don't know this and you don't do that and and to me i'm like well this is the same shit white people tell me so how am i supposed to look at you as my brother or my sister and you're harboring the same beliefs that those people have about me now if we flip it to the other side black people in america have a lot of obstinate un- ignorant beliefs about other countries that we've gotten from white people telling us what is and isn't okay in other countries correct how many of us think africa third world continent ain't nobody got water ain't nobody got electricity it's a bunch of tribes like how many of us think fucked up shit about other countries we've never been to because we're ignorant americans because we were taught to be that way right you know um and that's not even before you get into like there were black people who benefited from slavery and the slave trade that stayed in africa they have things they have money they have names they have empires built off of that we don't have that here really you know not that that would be okay i don't want it but we don't really have that here no they not allowing no nigga to get rich off of selling slaves like they after you put the last slave in the car they go um you want to hop on into so it's just so it's just um this divide and resentment that people have and it's mostly based off of ignorance and it doesn't have to be that way i see we're at the break i'm I'm gonna go to the next session be right back guys after these messages um i need to move myself over we will see we will see you know how this thing does um for a while i used to swing on over now it's like nope yeah I'm, i'm gonna try it now um and see if it invites you over um give me one second okay go online and just send everybody the invite did it invite you nope all right Don't take yourself over and i'll add, add your screen i think it did no it didn't no i'm still looking at myself okay no problem all right all right i'm over <clears throat> just invited you on screen thank you all right so i know i talked a long time but did you want to add anything oh that was it yeah i thought you was in the middle of a sentence um well just i I mean i basically was wrapping it up but yeah i just think a lot of us harbor resentment on both sides of the divide and it doesn't have to be a divide but like all of humanity it ends up being a divide and it's a tenuous relationship that 
is easily fractured because of all the hurt and pain people have experienced um and i i I keep going back to the same point over and over but we as black people in america we harbor some fragile feelings man like these all of our alliances are tenuous at best we always think someone's gonna try to get over on us steal something from us because it's happened so many times right history does not lie when it comes to black people here in our country we've been betrayed time and time and time and time again you know we've been betrayed by our own people from being sold in slavery to even get here we've been betrayed by white people once we got here you know uh and then you know when you sit back and 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 you think about it when you think about uh feminism when it comes to the relationship between black women and uh white women you know it's fractured there you know relationship between black men and white men is fractured there because white men in general you know going by the history don't respect black men and then just the way whiteness is viewed because the a lot of the the strain between african-americans and africans the 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 thing that's aligning is white people you know whiteness (laughs) racism is the thing that divides both sides to have these fucked up views and fucked up opinions about the other party yeah and i think also because we do a lot of victim blaming with each other it we're we're scared to get put on front street because we trusted somebody because whenever whenever we see like and it's so ridiculous because you can't quantify or control these cultural influences but you know when it's stuff like somebody going well i don't get offended by justin timberlake and i I don't have a problem with him then we then we you know when justin timberlake does fuck up we go oh well see this is what's wrong with y'all y'all just let anybody into the culture oh so you like his song so he cut it a cookout or whatever and it's just so fucking negative it just makes the whole experience of being black this fucking thankless ass like i'm getting blamed for shit i can't even control i can't i can't allow i can't enjoy anything right that's gonna be fucked up i can't like anything because you're gonna tell me what's wrong with that and what's wrong with me um anything i do like i gotta co-sign even though i just i might just be wanting to consume it like anybody else um and we make it so thankless and then when you add this diaspora shit in there and considering a lot of people's only interaction with each other in those spheres is via uh the toxic ass twitter you know and i'm mm-hmm. and i'm calling twitter toxic because it's the same place that allows neo-nazis there y'all want me to tell me that good they want us to have good positive interactions like i was thinking about this the other day i meant to say it on the show man it's gonna be a long feedback show but i don't give a fuck um yo you know why they're not getting rid of the nazis on twitter because a lot of niggas need them there because they funnel their anger into that shit and people lie but the algorithms don't Mm-mm. the interactions that people have off of these white supremacists and these trolls and these fucking horrible people that are on twitter that we feel like this hate speech they shouldn't have a platform and i agree they shouldn't but guess why they're on there because the numbers don't lie motherfuckers will be like i hate Tariq Nasheed. retweet retweet argue with quote tweet share tweet this nigga screenshot he's good for twitter's bottom line so is uh with this interaction so so is donald trump right so are these white supremacist accounts all of them are good for twitter for the business of what twitter does it is good for them and we have made it good for them you know like tommy lauren and shit how many times tommy lauren is literally a dumbass and a charlatan 
so is candace owens and so many of these people they're famous because we need somewhere to funnel the dissatisfaction we have with our own lives into these apps we need it you know and that's and it, we will never admit that we need it but the numbers say that we need it if we don't need it then we want it which is even scarier we need people to say stupid shit so that we can funnel our anger there and i think that shit is real mm-hmm. you know i'm not telling people to ignore them. i'm not telling people not to comment i'm speaking on just the the phenomena of that i'm witnessing which is that it, it whether twitter wants it to be that way or not it is that way and i just think twitter is like mm, well then we gonna let it cook you know yeah because we see the numbers we see the algorithm we excuse me we see certain things we see the interactions people don't really want a positive space they say they do they don't really want that anytime i've been in a space that's supposed to be positive you know what happens people turn on each other until the smallest differences in them become as gulfs they become as big as fucking the the sea like because people are like i i have to find a thing to obsess over in you that i disagree with it happens everywhere it's sickening but it's human it's just what we do so um yeah in these situations where i'm like man um i really wish we could get along blah blah i've had to make changes to my life to make sure that i can stay positive and grounded and all this shit and i don't end up in the middle of these things that i don't even really care about i'm just commenting because everybody's commenting so right right yeah there's some shit that happens i don't comment about across on any social media i might talk to you about it but then after that i'm fucking done but the african shit is that though to a lot of people is what i'm saying some of these people don't even know africans right but if you google or search on twitter or whatever the fuck you can find some african talking shit about us that's easy and i guarantee if an african person searches they can find some black person from america talking shit about them correct and if that's what you want to obsess over all day every day all week you will find it you absolutely will you will have no shortage of people that are saying ignorant hurtful things and elevating them to the tune of hundreds and thousands and millions of views and and while also getting your rage out you know it's 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 some real shit you know like um i I just think people we take no responsibility for our part in this shit but we have a part in it all of us do we pick what we cherry pick what to be um outraged about or whatnot and so Uh, you know i appreciate the sincere question from dads but Mm -hmm. at the same time i don't feel comfortable talking uh too broadly about this my experience with africans has not been bad same so and i haven't had that much experience so i'm not gonna obsess over some nigga that i've never fucking met whose uh bio on twitter says he's from uganda and he hates black people from america i'm i'm hey dog i don't know him if i ever catch him in the streets and he says the shit then we can talk about it that way but no i don't i'm not gonna let him represent all africans the way the same way i don't represent all niggas in america it's just stupid this is fucking stupid and a lot of these motherfuckers that got on here and jumped on this shit did so because it was the thing to do right has nothing to do with anything man a lot of it's just anyway this is the way that my views have been evolving in the last probably like two or three years just looking at certain patterns i'm like y'all don't even care y'all just really talking about what's hot 
yeah me and you talked about this and i realized this about a lot of people a lot of people are just sheep on social media just across the board it's whatever's happening that's what they're commenting on regardless of if they know anything about it or not regardless of if it's interesting to them or not and it's almost whoever is popular if that popular person that they like or they're following says something you have to agree with them y'all make these clicks and all this type of stuff okay so i don't even want to say that they're sheep i think that's too pejorative i don't want to say they're sheep here's what i'll say humans are social creatures yes they are we want to talk about the thing everybody's talking about that's just a thing agreed it's just a thing like i don't like and there might be some tastemakers social media influencers shit that where people are like so-and-so said this so i'm gonna retweet this or i'm gonna go off on the the way they said it must be how it should be framed and i I feel you on that i'm not even knocking and saying that doesn't happen i think it does but i think sheep is such a like i'm just gonna say what they said i don't even think it's necessarily that i think it's just social we're social creatures and what's buzzing is what people say because if it was sheep then these here's how i know it's not sheep none of these niggas are rich karen understand agree yeah they they like and a lot of these niggas are hustlers and fucking scammers they yes. not rich that like sheep would have got them rich like you know who got okay. sheep? joel osteen got sheep yes he does these niggas don't have sheep because you know why they will turn on these motherfuckers the second that it's convenient dog let one of them i don't even want to say names because it's just it, i know how shit gets and it's just gonna get taken out of context mm-hmm. but i've seen people that you would think oh this motherfucker just got sheep they got all these followers they're you know people do what they tell them to do let that person fall on a hard time let them say the wrong thing let them that's not that's not sheep people are there for the entertainment yeah of social media and the fights and the shadiness that's what they're there for they don't care about you they don't care about me they don't care about anybody beyond what's entertaining on this screen that i have six inches in front of my face that's it and if you start to get confused and think that there's something more than that you will get a wake-up call that's what i think a lot of this shit is yeah like when lovey wrote all that shit everybody was like i'm like nobody reading that that's gonna change they you're not changing nobody's mind Mm -mm. you wasted a whole lot of time and a whole lot of words come on people just people are they're not it's not even sheep people didn't there were a few people that defended her and they got roasted too but that but it wasn't sheep there's a lot more people that still follow her that roasted her and follow her you see what i'm saying right and we'll continue to follow her for the next time because they want to be the first to get the alert when she gets roasted again they don't they're not friends Mm-mm. they're just there for entertainment and i think that's the lesson everybody can take from a shit like this because it'll move on to the the next week it'll be something else shit it would have been already dead if she hadn't wrote that fucking essay it sure would have been dead anyway john writes in hi rod and karen it's been a while since i've emailed in but i just wanted to say congratulations on 2017-2018 from the show's growth and success have a blast on the live show to the personal growth that you frequently share with us listeners it's been inspiring and heartwarming to see you doing so well embracing your new outlooks and lanes in life and serving as great examples for the rest of us i also want to thank you for continually raising awareness on issues affecting women lgbtq especially trans people as well as undocumented muslims and people with disabilities 
um the stories are generally awful and can be exhausting but i'm so glad you still cover a lot of them and especially appreciate the way you examine them through a lens that helps clarify all the similarities differences and overlaps with oppression that you know best racism as karen and often notes they are all tied together and listening to you two discuss the them is really helpful to for understanding how they operate i was just curious did you ever do a pregame show where you discuss the finale of pose yo you know what we watched the finale of pose both enjoyed it and then me and justin talked about it off air and didn't talk about the shit on the air Duh. i didn't even think about it i just read your email but yeah we watched it and loved it and then we talked about it at the gym for like an hour Duh. And then, uh yeah then we did the pregame and i guess i forgot some you know because he is my friend in real life i guess i forgot like we already talked about that and we needed to basically do that again for y'all anyway i'll try to work it in in the next pregame i know you and justin talked about it throughout the season but i didn't see anything after the finale so i was wondering if i missed it you didn't miss shit i fucked up <laughs> if not let me put in a vote for an off-season review or some other form of recap of the season uh, maybe i'll see if i can rope justin into something like that um maybe with a transgender guest or even someone from the show since you are such a good interviewer i mean i don't want to say you know listen maybe i can make that happen that would be dope um you know one of the actresses from there does follow me maybe i can dm her i don't know i i be not uh, this is the problem i'll be halfway not wanting to intrude but then halfway like well they must like me i mean yeah, we I, interact and the most they can say is no i know i know i don't come, come yeah. on now all right i'll see what i can do anyways just a thought uh thanks again for all the great programming all the education it brings keep living your life and loving yourselves you are the absolute best in the podcast game in my opinion p.s not sure if you heard of this band but i recently saw them live and was blown away and thought you and especially karen might love them especially since their front woman tank is a confident black woman with a more realistic body than most singers who absolutely commands the stage and captivates the crowd about as well as anyone i've seen love you both and this is uh tank and the bangas i think i've this is like my second time this week somebody's brought them up to me i don't think i haven't I, listened yet i don't think i've heard of them no uh you know i'll see if i can play a little bit for the crowd in the chat room okay um um if i can get it to come up because you guys know how it is this computer um it's called tanks and the bangers uh dreaming crazy reloaded Oh wait, this is like fourteen minutes. Let me skip forward and see if we can fucking play something from later they, on. They said they did a tiny desk. I, well, it was an NPR something in the woods stage. I don't know if this kind of tiny desk or what, but it said by NPR, who I think does tiny desk. Tripped over my imagination and I ended up on Mars. I got lost. I got far. I met God. Well, that's when I saw you. And your golden bronze mixed with my blue hue. And you encouraged me to swallow a rainbow hole. And you would lead me after all of that. Like, where would you go? I mean, when people say that I'm crazy, I don't know what side I've shown. I mean, the knives in my bag are just for cooking your dinner, you know. I got a grenade that blows, a mind that blows, a petty competitor that's ready. A mind that blows, a mind that blows, a big balloon. And the big blows hit to do. What do you expect a girl to do? You, you are mine. You're 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 m
drop a beat. black as fuck we got a white sax player I'll check it out. Yeah, because this more, looks more like a live concert. Yeah, the tiny desk is is the is set up's a little different. Yeah, I'll check it out though. Um, thanks for the recommendation. Thank you, baby. Um, it is just too long to play for the whole show. I'm sorry. I know we probably lost some people with that. They're like, for real, five minutes. Um, uh, uh, let's see. Uh, All right, uh, so Teresa writes back in. She was the one who left the voicemail last week, and I didn't want to play uh the voicemail because she left her phone, phone number. number. Right. Anyway, she says hello, Karen and Rod. Uh, I pray all is well. As I've expressed before, I love your podcast. Thank you for responding to my voicemail I left last Sunday. I believe I'm ready to begin my podcast, but scared as crap. I work full time in the job, and I'm grateful to have, but I hate so much. I do realize I will not be able to immediately quit my job, but I hope to in the near future. I have listened to your show and about how to get get how you got started and the very informative panel of podcasters including you two at podcon seattle after finding a co-host friend slash former co-worker and finally agreeing to a show name that wasn't already taken i promised the necessary basic equipment and downloaded i purchased the necessary equipment and downloaded audacity i had a format i would like to start with and show topics but i still have a bunch of questions i'm in a no budget plan so everything i'm trying to do uh needs to be little to no cost i would love your suggestions and guidance on what works best since you have been in the business for a long time my questions are as follow what do i need to trademark the show name if so how what costs are involved no don't do that right away we it took us so long to trademark our shit and maybe you can make the argument we waited too late but um i absolutely would not that shit is a grip like we didn't have the money to trademark this shit when we started also no offense you might quit this podcast like a lot of people start the podcast and they quit it a lot of people and the way trademarking and uh, shit works anyway is like you trademark your shit but then you had to trademark it in certain lanes so yeah you had your podcast but what if you want to sell clothes you want to sell t-shirts you want to sell mugs that's another different trademark like that's mm-hmm. another one you gotta pay so they like subsections and each subsection is another fee i would not do that shit until i was absolutely sure Sure. i was gonna try to make money off this and do it for a living right um unless you just sit no money and it don't sound like you are 
i that shit can wait and also by the time um any they haven't hit the game like this yet but if say let's say somebody somehow tried to trademark your fucking your podcast uh like later in your you know in the game from under you um or someone had a similar show or something like that and 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 then you were worried that they wouldn't accept your you know your trademark or whatever um you still can prove that you've been operating it the longest since you said there's no other shows like that right so you know if you had to go to court for it you'd at least have a leg to stand on but i would not do that shit right away but Mm -hmm. i ain't a business lawyer this is just my advice as a podcaster uh do i need a business license not unless you're gonna start a business. business not unless you're gonna start a business and sound like you're gonna be doing it for free so mm-mm. yeah like you're not making no money off of it and you're not spending enough money to need to write stuff off correct like travel and all that stuff i wouldn't do it you can protect no. yourself from certain expenses by starting a business but you need to you and know. even all that back to costing money yeah it costs money to start a business but you can get it through legal zoom and something like that but i wouldn't if i was you especially if you're mm-hmm. not making a lot of money mm-hmm. or really money at all yeah um what are the best ways to publish the recorded shows what costs are involved well you're going to need to get a podcast host the best way to publish it is probably to you need to do a little bit of research libsyn podomatic it's a bunch of them out there there's a ton of them out there um my the the, the cheapest free ones um well actually i don't even know if they're free anymore most mm. of them aren't most of them yeah i think soundcloud might charge for it now yeah or either if it's free it's up to a certain point and once you reach that point then you have to pay yeah that's just something you have to research and some of that's trial and error you're gonna have to see like how much space do they allow you to use for audio right how big are your mp3 files that you're uploading correct um you're gonna want to go mp3 and not wave because wave is too big of a data uh, it'll take it'll take Mm-mm. too much room right and the thing about uh free free is only so much space like if it's free they ain't, you ain't gonna be unlimited free right. for so long then after that they're gonna be like hey you've maxed out you need to pay should i prepare a contract for my co-host if so what are reasonable terms mm, i don't know about that shit if you're not making money i don't think yeah. you need to have no contracts Contract. but um if you start making some money off the shit determine like what your input is and how much work you're doing compared to what they're doing and how essential they are then you might want to look at some money and how you're gonna split it and stuff um i think also i I mean my personal belief is because you want it to be fun one of the worst things that can get involved in this shit is turning it into business money. too soon mm-hmm. um not just because of the money but you know that contract shit is like you can't do this you can't do that well now i'm signing on this thing and as your friend or your co-host i just found out a bunch of shit i can't do you know like how's this fun for me you know <laughs> um but yeah. i also don't really work with contracts and stuff um i think maybe uh our girl nina from podcast fandom could probably talk maybe if you know her right maybe you could email her and maybe she i mean i hate to volunteer somebody else's thing i don't know if she would even want to do that take that back i don't know what it just you would probably need to find somebody that that does something like that and talk to them but i i don't do that i know you record at home what is your setup like go to the blackguywhotips.com search equipment i wrote a blog post that will tell you the exact equipment we use mm-hmm. um are there other legal things i need to do not yet man like you're i think you kind of you're so you said something earlier about being kind of uh scared to start your podcast and i think um 
you're taking it a little too serious for a start most people don't make it five episodes treat it as a hobby so have and you have a full-time job even though you hate it start you got to start with this making a fun show that you want to do and seeing if you're consistent can you consistently do whatever your schedule is once a week twice a week once a month whatever your schedule yeah can you consistently do that if you can do that and you do it long enough then you can start feeling comfortable enough to start thinking about the legal ramifications of what your podcast is until then you got to treat it like a blog um after the podcast is more established how can i get uh gain advertisers slash sponsors um well we've been very fortunate most of the advertisers that we've gotten have hit us up because Mm -hmm. they've seen our work um but you can uh do you don't even have to wait till you get established you can do affiliate sponsorships Mm -hmm. things such as like amazon links uh, is one Uh, another one is like you know adam and eve you can go in there and sign up to be an affiliate loot crate some of these people will let you be an affiliate to where you put a link or you tell somebody to use a certain code they use your code to buy something or subscribe to something and you get a cut of that Mm -hmm. that's one way a lot of people make money uh i don't know if it makes a lot of money but it's one way mm-hmm. i prefer not to do those things but i understand you know what i mean like we have something similar with uh tweaked audio um if i missed anything please let me know as always i look forward to your shows and your response thank you so much appreciate all the information you're able to provide take care and be safe thanks Teresa. yeah i'm back to right to make it fun don't stretch yourself out sound like you get, yeah. you're just starting and you're already stretching yourself out to the point where you won't even do anything because you're like oh it's so much fucking work well it doesn't have to be don't overwhelm yourself yeah and to be honest you're not gonna be good when you first start so no you're not you're gonna have to be patient with yourself and don't and if you already stressed out and judging yourself and worried about shit you're gonna not have a good time Mm-mm. and that's just that just defeats the whole purpose you already got a job you hate why are you gonna right make, why don't turn why, your <laughs> life into that why are you gonna make something for fun stressful all right uh kiana says the episode 1740 the most effed up part about this bs with kevin spacey movie is that the lie that people of color don't market well keeps getting perpetuated so money goes to green light in a movie that made 126 dollars instead of going to a black person or latinx person or a native person etc making a movie which also keeps all the folks that would be working and gaining experience and exposure out of the industry honestly it's ridiculous the actual release was just an added insult to the injury mm-hmm that's a good point all them resources went to somebody they knew was going to flop and they didn't give a fuck nope problematic music this is from nut boy uh he says dear rob and the queen karen after listening to the episode where you requested all of us listen to music ate my brain episode of problematic music i like to say thank you for helping me become even more problematic i'm in the process of making a spotify playlist and these uh, of these songs so i can just help spread problematic love thank you both for uh being you and helping <laughs> folks get through these tough work days love you both nut boy thanks that man. was a fun show to do with them uh we did have it was a, a trip down problematic memory lane for myself Come on. like once i realized i was because at first i was like really do i even know that many problematic songs and then i just thought about like bt uncut i was like oh i know oh, too many God. i know i, way mi- I miss watching that uh we used to record that shit brandon says how you guys doing i love the show i work third shift i I, and i depend on you guys to get me through the night i listened to episode 1742 the artist sexy interlude and i was really bothered by the listener who implied that karen was stupid i think she's very intelligent i've learned a lot from both of you karen keep your head up fuck these haters appreciate y'all thank you sincerely brandon well it's water under the bridge brandon and i hope that you can join us in 
forgiving and moving on there's misunderstanding and everything's straight now it is so uh kwan writes in uh regarding snake episode 1742 i hate when people say it's more scared of you than you are of it nigga so are white people that fear is what <laughs> makes them more dangerous kwan exactly <laughs> right the snake more afraid of you than it is of it well i didn't go into its den <laughs> the it fuck came in here we don't tell no other wildlife that the bear is gonna be the bear listen that human's more afraid of you than it is that bear coming in and fuck you up girl by wrote us in and said i've been listening to you guys for a while now i love y'all the the thought you and karen would be interested in joining the air hill it's a little expensive but it's a drop in the bucket to learn the art and undeniably importance of chakra alignment i know you would appreciate this keep it the great work veronica p.s air hill is life and it's an event right to some woman in north carolina who is doing a chakra alignment uh class but it's like 250 uh person and uh i'm gonna tell you right now and and the last and the final straw is a white woman so uh no i'm I'm good on that okay i lit my chakras aligned by listening to the miseducation back to premium uh miss robbie aka wolf girl wrote right saying hello rod and karen just wanted to say that i still love your show and i am so happy to be back to premium i missed all that excellent content and couldn't endure the drought any longer i was too thirsty and hallelujah that thirst is about to be quenched with everything i missed anyway i wanted to share my joy and excitement keep doing what you're doing which is the best thank you welcome back welcome back welcome back yeah welcome back and i hope you enjoy it all allegra writes in hello you two when i was a young adult i had a very similar friendship to the one you described right i've always been able been able to have close friendships with men and not be sexual it's so strange how people are confused by that i know the social societal reasons for it but it's still weird i had a friend that i was really close with and our whole group thought we were dating though we said many times that that was not us his future wife who hung out with our crew asked me for permission to date him and i was like why are you asking me right like anyway anyway we still keep in contact every once in a while via facebook and sometimes reminisce about how everyone saw our friendship love you too and thanks for the shout out allegra oh no problem thanks for having us on your show and uh yeah that that is some weird shit though it's just i mean i I guess it's just societal like you said it's right you're like i'm not in control over them it's really just the men are trash thing because like people go well men aren't trash you need to blah 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 but then if i say well this woman's just my friend and it's nothing sexual it's like nigga you know you're trying to fuck I'm like well hold up you just told me that we're treatment all right uh she also <laughs> says hey to 20 plus minutes of coming inside and dick sucking simulation i'm dead uh <laughs> last time i heard simulated sex in the song was janet jackson's funny how time flies when you're having fun outro that oh i remember that oh that was another one i was i think i was anytime to that any time. place that's one of my favorite ones anytime any place I had the sex if i'm not must oh women know that might have been just the video yeah but one of them songs on that album did have that motherfucking sex on it though i remember because i remember that was another one i listened to it. my my aunt's a big janet po, fan po thing. and i remember being like man what the fuck is like what's going on over here oh it's the velvet rope okay i just remember it was something one of them out al- one of her albums had some and it's janet so like i wasn't even thinking she would try to do that you know what i mean like it's janet like not not that she wasn't like sexy or freaky or anything right but, but i i consider the overt sexual interlude a bit of a raunchy type of thing not really you know i didn't think i thought janet was too classy for that but i was wrong you uh, you were wrong and she later did date jermaine dupree so fuck do i know 
the art is indeed lost love you both allegra mm-hmm. making love in the rain is that the name of it guys okay well i guess i should have known from the title that's on me no uh, all right tia says love y'all there's a beauty in your union i love how you defended your wife rod that is a true love you let her be her true self just as you are your true self true to yourself karen i love you unapologetic uh, uh I, I love your unapologetically kindred and empathetic spirit and rod you are truly a well-deserved husband y'all like tamala and david man the podcasting <laughs> every episode i say oh they so cute in my head you were caressing and tickling her during the sexy interlude tee get it boo and keep doing your thing (laughs) that's hilarious we appreciate you tia and what's funny is i didn't feel like i was uh i was trying not to go in too hard because i was hoping it was what what happened which is that because sometimes you know i don't know everybody the thing is listen the black guy with tips fan base might as well be the karen hive <laughs> so <laughs> if somebody were to get out of pocket with karen, <laughs> it's gonna be a ton of like i already know the next day on twitter it's gonna be a ton of motherfuckers being like i will eat a nigga's spleen in the middle of fucking broad daylight if they say something about the queen and all this stuff so like to a certain extent i don't even have to do as much but you know i think we've had people say much meaner things and um and 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 really like and then you know sometimes then they will catch hell you know but i try not to take it there because i do understand that that's a place where uh i typically get a bit of out of control and uh you know that like that critter getter dude i was cool with him till he started calling my wife a bitch and then it was like well let's let's talk about your life you know what i'm saying so i try to keep from doing that kind of shit because this isn't for entertainment for me and i don't want people to feel like it's some type of challenge to come up here and insult karen and it had already been on my mind though how much karen has blossomed during the show and how much uh you know how much you uh have just unabashedly be yourself you know what i mean how much like you'll run like to make a point or you'll kind of just go haphazardly put it out there and but that's good it's a skill it's something that people don't understand it's essential to the show i can't do that and do the other stuff on the show that i do no you can't and a lot of times um it it's what gives me something to bounce off of it's what gives you something to go off of it's where a lot of your comedy is a lot of like you've taken chances and learned to take more chances and i've noticed it and i meant to tell you this a long time ago (laughs) but i've noticed like with your pun not just your puns but some of the jokes sometimes you'll participate in the the like little skit things that we make up on the fly where i'm like okay i'm gonna answer this phone call like i'm 911 and then you'll start you'll hop in you know it's like double dutch you know it's it's improv essentially and yes it used to be a time where you kind of would be like well i'm gonna let him do this thing this is his thing and i'm like no i don't really have ownership over this thing it's our thing if you hop in then we both doing it you know justin does it all the time right right because you know? i hear you and justin do it and it is it is hilarious and also i think for me uh truth be told i listen to a lot of different podcasts and i listen to a lot of comedians podcasts uh right. one of my favorite is three guys on chris lambert jl coban you know i listen to a bunch but those are some of my favorite ones and a lot of times just listen to them talk about comedy 
and listen to like th- like they're talking in their own environments but me as a non-comedian person I, I pick up on some of the uh almost jewels and gems of comedy that they throw out that they don't think twice about because they, they live in that circle but somebody like me i'm like oh okay this and this and i'll start kind of connecting things on my own and i'll start getting somewhat better with you know timing and placement and wording you know just listening to 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 them just just talk in general about things and listening to their conversation and listening to how they bounce off of each other and stuff like that and actually listening more to because i i mean because i hear what you say but actually start listening to more of what you're saying so that i can get my timing better if that makes sense mm-hmm. and so i've i've seen a, a growth in my in my confidence too just from you know that and also i know because behind the scenes roger because he's actually recording doing sound all that stuff he's also talking to me so a lot of times what i say the audience and the people in the chat room will laugh but because roger is kind of sometimes concentrating on certain things he don't always get not, not he always get it but sometimes he might miss certain no, things to, I miss stuff. right and so what's even hilarious and i've heard people write about this sometimes i might say something and it will com- catch you completely off guard and you'll just start busting out laughing that and that's well, funny. also you're funny so sometimes i mean you say something that's funny and it cracks me up just the same way anybody would you know like uh i'm gonna laugh if something is funny and sometimes i don't see it coming and it's just it's funny and uh i'll just lose my shit because of how funny it is you know like you know that's what we do so it's and and i think also um specifically with women um women you know women are at least in my life women have been very fucking funny a lot of mm-hmm. my a lot of the things and the way i see the world is because of my aunts and stuff in my life that were you know like my uncles are funny too but my aunts were really fucking like funny in a like roast you with love type of way correct and stuff like that and they was uh, you know i spent a lot of time with them and stuff when i was a kid and so a lot of what i think is funny comes from like my grandma my aunts and all this shit and you know my uncles and stuff too but they were more gregarious it was like you know i'm gonna make a, i'm gonna do physical comedy i'm gonna dance i'm gonna do this and my eyes would just like say some shit that would just crack you up and so um anyway all that to say when it comes to comedy and the way that we socialize women a lot of times women don't take chances comedy right. is about taking chances mm-hmm. it's not that everybody's so fucking funny Mm-mm. you got to take the chance at not being funny right because i've realized that there's a lot of not being funny in order to be funny yeah because you gotta know in order to realize what works you gotta realize what doesn't work for you in your lane right and so um because honestly we have the control atmosphere of the show right so when i say things that are not funny when i say things that don't land it's okay right like ain't nobody gonna throw nothing at me jump across i'm not gonna get no booze you know and sometimes the attempt is funny and people Correct. know that you attempted it and it doesn't come from like a because i've also seen the other thing with comedian shows where they're so mean right that they end up losing the funny in order to be like well being mean is the funny and i mean that can be true but in a lot of cases they lose they kind of lose you because it's like well now you've gotten to this point where you're just trying to say something offensive or you just 
telling your friend this that or other and a lot of times they end up turning on each other get mad because you will take it personal right um eventually i don't give a fuck what you say but um yeah it's kind of interesting to see that happen and you know to watch you kind of come into your own on that is you know it's great and so i you know i I don't want to take it for granted but i have been meaning to say that before that that comment oh thank you but it just i just it's something i've been thinking about uh listening back to the show and stuff and been like you've really made this your own and i'll notice it sometimes where and i think to an audience member they may be picking up on some like oh rise annoyed right now because she just started talking and she just said whatever she wanted to say and she didn't care what he was talking about and to me i'm like no this is good this is what the show should be i i would rather you cut me off than i cut you off i would rather you go on a tangent than um than me always being the one that goes on these long-winded tangents you see what i'm saying like i like that it's good for the show right and also like i said roger known me for years and uh you know i honestly came from a i'm not gonna say a a family that really didn't crack jokes but you know my mama's single mother so i mean it was laughter and stuff but not to the extent of your household. Mm. So, you know, I had to get used to comedy and the structure of comedy and realized that, you know, when you're telling jokes, people aren't picking on you, quote unquote, you know, type right. type of thing. And so um, I've actually, and, and I think that's one thing that helped me evolve and helped me grow. And, you know, and I can, because I can even pick up on people that don't have um, a sense of humor. Like, cause some people that just don't have a sense of humor. And I, oh, you don't have a sense of humor because that yeah. shit was fucking funny. And they don't listen to this. Right. <laughs> so fuck them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, them, sense, them humorless niggas don't fuck with us anyway. No. Uh, 1742, R.S. Sexy the Uh, Erwin writes in, uh, Pastor Rod and Karen, I stand before you as a proud congregant of First Baptist AME, Holiness Methodist House of Worship, Kojic Church of TBGWT, Come to on. confess my sins. Please bear with me let him use me let him use me our pastor the right reverend say that again has been slandered by some backsliding heathen and i want you to know that a little voice to me to hunt him down and kill him like low the low down dirty dog in the streets no how dare he call my pastor dumb he's the dumb one for raising up against bishop say that again <laughs> that bishop don't this lost soul know it ain't for her to work all week and prepare a sermon off uh, of off balance puns she does this for us and we and we would be lost without her discipleship i moved that nail that disrespected ninja to the cross like this white jesus and see how long it takes him to get down to succumb to the pain and rest in peace one last announcement there will be cookies and pumpkin spice punch served in the fellowship hall immediately after service rob bless you and good night thank you thank you oh my god um (laughs) that is uh ridiculous yeah yes it is um i will be taking the pumpkin spice but you know uh it's okay everybody you know uh all is well. All is well. All has it's happened. all water under the bridge. It's all has been forgiven. I know y'all couldn't have known that when y'all was writing these emails. Well, you know, we, we, we just let y'all know. We just making the public service announcement to let the congregation know. Do that, not shoot nobody in the streets like a dirty dog. You know, that, 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 that everything is well. 
um that you know they came we you know we had a we had a one-on-one session and um all is well um come on you were never kicked out of the fold anyway but you you can come on um you're you're safe here it's nothing but love um i you know i I also would like to uh um add that they will be selling uh pumpkin cake too i'm back there uh with with their pumpkin spice uh lattes because we about to come up come up to pumpkin season you know we always ready for pumpkin season oh the spice is upon us i'm not waiting on y'all like this whole it's too early it's not too early it's already pumpkin spice season i've been doing this for two weeks i don't y'all better step y'all white woman of color game up it's not a game out here shit i put on i just put on a second dose of this a latte love marshmallow pumpkin spice latte body cream okay that uh my man justin got me from bath and body works and that's just to go along with my pumpkin body butter that i got from trader joe's so uh, oh now you go have you had body butter before that body, that body butter I, flames man, i like being had this i like i'm not new to this i'm true to this i wish i wish i would boy i tell you you know you mess around have to beat them white women up for you with that body butter pumpkin spice i don't got the uggs out yet y'all because um it's too hot but it's coming this is just gotta get a few more degrees cooler <laughs> right it's too hot right it's now it's coming it got down to 82 today i was like mm, i was looking at them uggs like mm, not yet not quite yet i don't want to go out smelling like a sheep because my feet are <laughs> wet but almost <laughs> the leaves not on the ground yet we gotta wait till leaves fall it's an old school episode man it's long sarah says oh my god karen i feel you in that popcorn situation when i was 24 it was finally time to get my wisdom tooth out i was sent to a specialist and an oral surgeon let me tell you this man was so fucking good looking it made me nervous he was, <laughs> he was really nice though and talking about his workout routine and i was falling in love the operation was one of those things where the tooth was trying to come out but there was no space but there was a small crack in my gums from where the tooth tried to surface my dentist starts the operation which is to open the gums more and remove the tooth what do you think he finds in there that's right a fucking popcorn shell holy shit i've never been so embarrassed maybe ever because my dumbass response was oh my god i haven't eaten popcorn in a week damn it uh he must have told me about the dangers of popcorn i can't i really can't remember but i do remember i was so embarrassed i couldn't stop thinking why i did why did i say that <laughs> sorry for all the sex to all the sexy dentists that listen to the show but the only place i discriminate by looks is dentists i just can't have a really good looking dentist don't give <laughs> up on the pop eating popcorn it's still worth it to me uh we make it in a pot on the stove top with a bit of canola oil popcorn and salt it's delicious oh you go old school yeah that's what my dad used to do uh and it do taste different it tastes better i've never had it like that before Mm, it's better than it's better than movie popcorn and it's better than microwave popcorn but man that's a lot of work it's delicious i still have it at least three times a week those shells are bitch though you know what else counts as popcorn to me the motherfucking cracker jacks you're not fooling me that ain't nothing but sweet popcorn or something karma coated popcorn yeah something. it got them little popcorn flecks in there i'll, I'll be mm-hmm. feeling it anyway love you guys you're my favorite people quebec thank, thank you, you. and let me just make sure there's no other emails before we get out of here that's it all right guys thank you so much thank we'll be you. back uh you know several more times this week 
i'm through saying tomorrow because i don't know if i wake up tomorrow i feel tired guess what we're not doing a show and i'm not apologizing okay uh but we be working y'all lord knows we be working (laughs) but thank y'all for listening uh until uh tomorrow karen yes even though you stupid and you don't understand my random thoughts i still love you i love you too (laughs) you missed the kiss i'm sorry you messed me up with the timing okay until then till the next time i love you i love you too